All right, that was the last box. We've officially moved into our mansion in September 2022. And with this episode lineup for the next year, we'll be seeing all the money rake in. I hope things start getting steady. It's been really weird the past year. If you're talking about the mummy magic I did, I promise that's the last time I get possessed by evil. Speaking of the mummy, I wonder if Adrian is still on for the episode next year. Well, we talked to him about it yesterday when we recorded. Don't bother him, though. Is this a DeLorean I see before me? What sorcery is this? Why are you talking like that? Team Insomniac! Adrian? That's right! Adrian from the Eagle and Wolf podcast, but also the future. Ah, gosh, Adrian. Why are you going through time? I'm here to save your podcast, boys! Ah, gee, did the card get corrupted? Do we need to re-record Mummy? No, the Mummy episode is fine, great even! It's your 30th episode, something's gotta be done about it! Oh man, what's our 30th episode? I haven't been counting him. That's the point! You lost track and ended up talking about the Riddick movies! You ruined your 30th episode! That's a little harsh. I don't remember those movies being that bad. Yeah, the third one is really good, and the second one is pure epic. I haven't seen any of them, so I'm, I'm pretty excited for them. No, Jesus! Listen to me! This is how it starts! Look, we haven't watched anything we all think is bad. Yeah, even if Sam didn't like Scream, he still found some redeeming elements. Great Scott! This is like the ninth time! You tried to stop us from watching Riddick nine times? No, this is the ninth time I tried to use this stupid time machine to change history, and nothing's worked. I tried to get rich off betting, and the games got cancelled. I tried to stop major bad events, and they still happen. I have a hideous car and terrible luck. Aw, oh, don't feel bad, man. It's just predestination. Like a canon event? A what? Oh, right. Future. Look, I'm just gonna go home and return this thing to the Fan Freak History Museum at 2069. Nice. Oh, before you go, are you still on for next year? I'm me from the future, Sam. So yes, I was there. I told you not to bother him. That was him in the future. It doesn't count. Hey, guys. I found this evil-looking book. Some movies make you feel good. Some movies make you sick. But the best movies come in threes. Baby, let's take a trip to You guys ever wonder, you know, if they ever considered another car to go back into the future with? Like uh, what? I think they talked about it being a 72 like... Pinto hatchback. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. What if it was a white Ford Bronco? <laughs> another car that you can no longer get for some reason. Or a Yugo. <laughs> oh, a Yugo. Yeah. Was OJ trying to go back in time? That's why he was trying to hit 88 on that LA freeway. I feel like he was. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go back and stop me from me killing my wife. Yeah, Which yeah. I didn't do. <laughs> but if I did, this is how I would do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, introduce, yeah, for the sequel to the book, he does a, he introduces a science fiction element, you know? <laughs> oh, welcome right, to Triptych. Norm, welcome to Triptych. I wanted to do an OJ joke. <laughs> I, lo- I love that, I love that for the family-friendly PG trilogy, we open this with an OJ joke. That's great. It's wonderfully yeah, well, dated, though. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get into why these movies are far from family-friendly. Oh, God. Oh God! <laughs> but um, it's all right, Creeter. You've always wanted to fuck your mom. Creeter, Crider. Crider has always wanted to fuck his mom. Crider. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. you. Pronounce my name Chris's right. <laughs> yes. Well, his his name is not Chris. 
but yes, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. But, but anyway. your kids are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yes, welcome to our show this month. No, and um. Oh shit! We didn't do the intro. My bad. No, yeah. this is the intro. Yeah, oh, this is yeah. the intro. This is yeah. this is the intro, and we're, we're doing it now. We're finally covering another pretty big, important one this year. You know, I I pointed out to the guys the other day uh, when we were watching one of our October trilogies, actually, uh, that we haven't really covered as many like big iconic trilogies this year. Like, obviously, we started the year off with Man with No Name. Uh, we just did Jurassic Park back in June, but for the most part, it's been mostly like uh, odder little, yeah, like yeah, kind of arranged like, trilogies, yeah, and like a, a lot of uh, like auteur, yeah, fare. a lot of auteur choices, so, some of which aren't super popular, yeah, and, no, and, and then Riddick, yeah, oh God. <laughs> and, uh, and I really so, think more people should listen to your Apocalypse Carpenter trilogy. Oh, oh, thanks, brother. That, that was, was a good a, one. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's my favorite episode of yours. Thanks, oh, man. Yeah, no, uh, yeah we um, we got a fourth voice with us who's back again. We got our first repeat guest on the show. That's yeah. right, Adrian. I'm, I'm growing on you guys like a fungus. Ah, Adrian uh, De Jesus from the Eagle and Wolf podcast. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, back uh, back when we did the Mummy with him last year. Uh, he mentioned, you know, if you ever do Back to the Future, that's like my favorite movie trilogy. I totally want to be in on that. And so pretty much that very day, we went ahead and penciled Back to the Future in for this year. I'm glad I, I, I forced you live to, to you book me on this. And, and actually, it happened to I mean, be a year later. Yeah, co- coincidentally, uh, I just saw in my Facebook uh, memories. from. Uh, okay, so we're recording this on September 17th. So yesterday, the 16th. A year ago is when we released the Mummy episode. I know. That's crazy, isn't it? Isn't it funny how time works? Right. Considering this episode of time travel. I just wish we could go back and mess everything up for everyone. (laughs) 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 We're very excited to bring him on for his absolute favorite movie trilogy, the Back to the Future trilogy. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's truly a joy to talk about the greatest. It's not one of the. It's the greatest film trilogy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to hear you talk about that one, because there's, these aren't, I don't know, these aren't perfect. Just, <laughs> the, the first film is no, no, no. perfect, for yeah, sure. For sure. Okay. The, the two and three definitely have their flaws, but at the same time, they're still so much fun. And also, I said the greatest trilogy as, like, for a marathon, this shit's a banger. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's Lord very, of the Rings is yeah. a little too long in the tooth for the extended cuts. That's not mm. true. But carry on. That is a little <laughs> true. Come on, it's like twelve hours. Uh, yeah, I, twelve. Yeah, I'm, I'm how, not... how how long is twelve hours? Half of your day. What's what's half of your day? Yeah, what do you got to do? Sleep. <laughs> Eat. Be productive. How dare you? Socialize. Yeah. <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys want to start with the first one? Well, well, well let's, let's go and wait. Let's Well, we're gonna. Like, we're just gonna like. Let's just like lean into a little we bit. Don't, we don't do that. Here. So here's a, here's a question for y'all. When was y'all's first exposure to this trilogy? I know for me, my grandparents owned the original VHS tapes from yep. when they were first coming out in the eighties. Holy and, cow! Uh, yeah, and so, and so now I have those, but. Uh, um but yeah oh yeah no i'm not (laughs) i'm not letting go of those ever and so uh that you know going to their beach house every summer you know those were there and so i remember seeing back to the future probably as far back as like when i was like five or six years old oh i i watched these 
one time long ago, I think in middle school maybe, uh, with my family when we first watched it, on when it first came to DVD. We rented oh, nice. it at American Video. My dad got like a trilogy pack at American Video to watch it on DVD and we watched it. Sweet. That's back when, when on, we've just got our DVD player and we ha- only had movies like Jaws on DVD. Well, Very nice. <laughs> I watched it on VHS in elementary school and as a skateboarder, it was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And uh, 90s... Yeah, Marty's kind of a badass. Exactly. And like 90s were a great time for like skateboarding kid movies. Yeah. It was so extreme. It almost, exactly. Radical. So it almost feels like Marty was like the proto like skateboarding kid. You Tubular. Know? And it never feels cheesy, even though you know it's not actually. Obviously, it's not Michael J. Fox shredding, but uh, it was an inspiration. And like, goddamn, do I want a hoverboard? I, I oh guess yeah. He was tied up with the family. And the most crippling disappointment of the future that we did get was not only that we didn't get hoverboards, but that they called them hoverboards and they weren't <laughs> hoverboards. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! It's what like you... that's what you're gonna get. You're not gonna get anything you wanted, but we'll call them things that you like. It's close enough. I wonder what's yeah. going to be the flying car version. No. The, the flying car version is going to be like, you know, no cars anymore. <laughs> and like, we're all just going to ride around in these like weird cardboard golf carts that like self-drive. I'm sure Elon Musk is going to charge like a million bucks per box. I was about to say, I'm sure maybe it's got something to do with that Hyperloop thing. No, and they're going to be like such shitty cars that like if they do malfunction and they rarely will, but they when they do... They're just going to crash into each other, and it's just going to be skull on skull, like... Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah. going to automatically crumble into, like, a perfect cube. Yeah, like, anybody who gets involved into an unfortunate car accident in the future is going to be immediately dead. But Adrian, how about your first time with Back to the Future? Uh, similar to Briggs, I did uh, VHS. I actually won it at a, at some, like, raffle event, McDonald's on 8th Street. Oh, in my what? Ocho had... Holy crap. Watched the shit out of it. I broke the VHS on the oh, first no. tape. And then Oof. they released it as a triple pack, like in 95. Nice. And then watched those, obviously. And then when I was growing up, I was always like, man, the third movie's the shittiest one. But I've grown huh. to really like it, actually. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty fun. It's a good yeah. bookender. I, I loved the third it's one. Fine. Yeah, no. The, these are always fun. Ha- question. How much did y'all enjoy the Back to the Future ride at Universal Studios? I, I still it. ride it. What I have is I have bar stools and I get my friends with me in like a four person thing and we all hold hands and you in play front the... of my TV and you yeah. reenact by the movement. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. That's pretty dope. I never got to ride it, unfortunately, but I did play. Does any of you remember when Xbox 360 came out? There was a Universal theme park video game. Oh my god! What? I forgot all about yeah, that. I've never even heard of this. <laughs> so you would go and like you would do like you were in the park. Yeah, you were in the. You'd create uh, like a shitty avatar, and then you'd go around the park. Woody Woodpecker was your friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, I love. So this that. is just for people who can't afford to go to Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah, but they can't afford an Xbox 360. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, think I don't I, know. The price is pretty even. I got it for like five bucks at uh, the Swap Shop. Oh my god! Uh, the swapping shop. Did it have the ride? Uh, it, it it like like the version of the ride was that you were chasing after Biff in the yeah. DeLorean. So yeah, it was basically like a gamified version of the ride. That's pretty good. That's cool. So you could control the DeLorean. Then? Yeah. You could, oh, okay. So you don't just have to ride. You don't have, just have to sit there. The thing, yeah, what you had to do is you basically had to like build enough speed, dodge on incoming objects, and like bump Biff in the back so that you could like get him to like you know crash. Nice. 
So you have to kill Biff. Yeah, you got to kill Biff. Yeah. You know, it It also included a Jaws mini game where you have to throw barrels at Jaws before he eats the boat. Cool. (laughs) It's a weird Donkey Kong type of thing. Yeah. I would would love to play this game. (laughs) Yeah. You know, one one thing I love about Back to the Future, you know, bringing up the video game and whatnot. You know, there was there was also you know Telltale had their Back to the Future video game, and of course, Gale wrote. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. They they uh Bob Gale was involved in it and no shit. Uh, I never got to play it, but I heard it was pretty decent. Like if you Yeah, like, I platinum it. It's uh I mean, it's like, basically the fourth movie. If I there mean, was a fourth movie, that's it. Most of and, the Telltale games are less like highly appraised for everything they do. I remember yeah. I never got to play the Back to the Future one, but I loved the Jurassic Park one that they did. Um never but no, like so like, you know, you have a, a few video games here and there. You know, obviously the uh, I think two and three had their video game adaptations on the Nintendo back <laughs> back as they came out, and then of course there was the the show the the cartoon. But I love how Back to the Future is one. Of, I feel like one of the few like truly iconic franchises that just has not been milked to death yet. It's like especially you know going through the 2010s into now nostalgia is like the name of the game studios are going back and just rehashing like all the old franchises we've had new ghostbusters star wars indiana jones all this shit back to the future is the one that has avoided all of that and i kind of like that because it makes it feel a little more special when you go back and revisit those movies again i feel like it's not immune because i mean like the delorean was the main guy's like vehicle in a ready player one Oh. Well, true, but that's like a little like sight cameo thing. It's not like they're going back, yeah. oh, we're going to go back and remake all three of the movies and then do spin-offs for all the characters and not all, like not like there's a super popular cartoon franchise that, you know, is based off a parody of Back to the Future or anything like that. Oh, well, yeah, there is Rick, there's Rick and Morty, but Rick and Morty <laughs> is still I feel enough of its own thing where I mean, now it is yeah. yeah now it is like yeah have you ever seen the original doc and marty yeah like that, that. Was... it's it all started with like <laughs> trying to get yeah. a cease and desist letter wasn't it yeah he's uh yeah he's not a great dude <laughs> but from um my, from my understanding going back to briggs point is that as long as Zemeckis and Gale are alive, there will never be a sequel or a yeah. reboot or anything yeah so you know what that about... means hollywood get a yeah, you're gonna <laughs> have gotta, to. You gotta take care of some bobs. Also, you gotta make sure you get their uh, AI likenesses. If you can get their AI likenesses and their voices, and just make them say, "I give you the full rights." Here they are, and they're like, <laughs> "Nailed it!" Great, right. Scott Marty. You know, it'd be great is like there's like this really good screenwriter, and like they want to get his like, actual brain. You know, so they gotta like kill him and scan his brain. Oh man, that'd be a good premise. Yeah, that's a that's that's not a bad like weird like. The grounded cyberpunk story. I could yeah. see uh, Cronenberg's son doing that one day, maybe. Well, Scanners maybe I could do it. Scanning. Or you. Cronenberg, <laughs> Cronenberg's bastard Florida son. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Craig Cronenberg. <laughs> now, and so Back to the Future, what I do love about it is it harkens back to a time where you could still look to the future with some sense of wonder. Yeah. Yeah. It like, you know, the 1980s, we didn't feel like we would completely fuck ourselves. <laughs> the, it's like the most unbelievable thing about the future and Back to the Future 2 is 
like how dystopian it gets when he goes back to 85 the alternate 85 it's like oh yeah like oh, it'll man. get like it'll oh, never yeah. get that bad <laughs> imagine what that 2015 looks like i wish we could have seen that 2015 i'll tell you what it looks like it's probably just like a few years ago yeah <laughs> or maybe it's full blade runner yeah <laughs> full-on blade runner now and uh we were talking a little bit earlier, Adrian, and we wanted your take on this because uh, Back to the Future has some of the coolest props in movie history. Yeah. Um, so, what are movie props that you would kill for? Kill for? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like just in general, movie props, not just Back what, to the Future. I'll. Can I get the working DeLorean from two? I mean, but Ooh. it can't travel through time. Okay, fine. But can it fly? No, it can't fly, but oh. it, it will be a DeLorean. You can drive it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll drive it. Okay, okay. yeah. Look, I, I, I mean, that shit will pay itself. Hey, who wants to have a seat? 20 no, it's bucks. Like, oh, you're at Dragon. Gas money right there. You were at Dragon Con, right? Yeah. Did you see the DeLorean in the parade? Yeah. Yeah, it's great, yeah. right? You always see the DeLorean. Yeah, no. Oh, it's I wanted around. I said still suit in our conversation beforehand. And, I mean, you know, even if it didn't work, I, I'd still want it. It's still cool. Yeah, functional still suit would be really helpful in oh, the, yeah. the coming days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, Briggs, what was yours? Mine was uh, the actual like upper body head and machete uh, prop from the end of Friday the 13th Part 4, where uh, it was the actual Jason puppet that slides down the machete when they kill him at the end of the movie. And his eyebrows go all sad. Uh. Yeah, his eyes are moving around. There's actually, there's a whole, uh, like you can reach up through the body and a effects person has a fake tongue like sticking through the mouth to like move that around so it's like while he's sliding down the machine because it's like stuck in the side of his head <laughs> classic tom savini yeah mm-hmm. what I, about you i was I've, about to ask was that savini because i think oh yeah savini, that was yeah. savini no but um i of course want the uh, pkd blaster from blade runner classic which is a functional 44 magnum holy it, shit it's not as you know badass as it is in the movie because it's designed in that movie to kill androids but yeah, in, the, in real world, you could you could kill a person for sure with it. You I don't know if they're an android or not. I remember. Yeah, your, even if they're not, your first one you dropped in though was the uh, the timer, the detonator timer from Oppenheimer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like, do want that. I was just like, you know, you can just build one of those on your own from scrap. The government won't like it, but like, hey, what do they know? <laughs> I saw I saw a thing the other night. Um, where uh, it, it, I, I forget where I saw it, and I wish I I wanted to find it to drop in the chat, but it was just like one of those screen ga- grabs of Killian Murphy, just like all like neurotic, like yeah. insane. And the caption was when <laughs> when the device you've spent year when the mechanical device you've spent years of blood, sweat, and tears and money crafting to perfection just gets classified as a homemade bomb by the FTA. (laughs) 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 Holy shit. Yeah, Yeah. I just went and saw Oppenheimer again last night just because I was bored. The fourth time, man. Yeah. It's it's great. I think picture. It might be Nolan's best. I I think think they eventually might arrest you because it's like you're trying to build a nuclear bomb. (laughs) You're trying to take as many notes as possible. Or he just really likes Florence Pugh. You never know. Yeah, she, he really yeah. likes them depressed titties. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. He was in there. Depressed communism sex. Yeah, <laughs> I feels like, feels like that's all Florence Pugh ever has. <laughs> but uh, I just want her to be happy once. I don't know. You don't yeah. have to smile, but, but be happy in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's, do... she's never once been happy in a single movie. 
So yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm just so sad. Yeah. You know who does seem happy a lot of the times, though? Most of the characters in Back to the Future. Ah, yes. Uh, shall we? I, I suppose so. Let's ready to go back to the future. Back to the future. Listen, man, I'm telling you. This kid's from the future. I was there in Hill Valley class of 55. I haven't moved from this town since. Don't judge me or ask questions. Just listen. This kid named Calvin Klein came out of nowhere, embarrassed the biggest guy in school, and looks just like the kid the couple he helped together. McFly, I think, is his name. I don't know if he came back to change their lives or watch him bang, but he destroyed the clock tower, charging his weird future car to do it. With the help of that weird science guy, Von Braun or something. I have proof that guy worked with terrorists, but coincidentally, no one believes the guy who sees time travelers. Lousy normies. <laughs> nice. Uh, Lousy normies? Uh, I think he took his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my favorite character in this trilogy, for sure. But, uh, yeah. So the sad news is Huey Lewis can't hear anymore. Yeah. No, we can't. I guess yeah. they were really just too darn loud. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, oh, they were man. just too darn loud. <laughs> he was. Oh, no, Hugh, you should have taken your own advice. If you're listening, and I know you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Timing, uh, folks. It's everything. Uh, and then, like, <laughs> and then, like, you know, we hear a knock on the door. It's like bad news, and the news come in to beat the shit out of us. <laughs> like, you think it's funny to make fun of Huey, huh? Well, we're the news. Do you have your hearing? What? <laughs> uh, back to the Future. Great movie. Great movie? It's a pretty or good movie. Greatest movie. Definitely one, it's of, one the of the greatest. Them. Yeah. yeah, it's in my top four. Like if Letterbox were to show up outside your house and be like, give us your top four. Yeah. <laughs> ah, who are you? Back to the Future one's in my top four. Um, it's got a lot of whimsy in it. It's got some feel good. Like It's got a great feel good plot. Mm-hmm. It's You can literally watch it at any age. Yeah. Obviously, the older you get. The more you start thinking, what is Marty doing with his mom? You know? <laughs> but then, you know, it's Leah Thompson. Yeah, no, you know, and then, like, you know, it's, it's, like, it's really great for the kids how, like, you know, there's the rapist and the dad just beats the rapist, you know, and then that's how you find love in yeah, the 50s. Not, not the best message, that's for sure, but it feels very, like, weird 50s boomer message. Well, it's odd because, like, you know, uh, Marty and his father have opposite arcs where. Marty's father needs to learn confrontation, and Marty needs to learn how to step away from confrontation. Yeah. One needs to learn not to be an incel, and the other needs to learn not to be such a red-pilled jackass. <laughs> yeah. I know, and it's like it's going to be hard considering he's driving around in a fucking monster truck now, like one of those assholes. <laughs> I know, right? Do you think he's got like one of those fog horns? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you when LED technology becomes the norm, he will absolutely swap those headlights out for the like blinding LED white lights on the front see i wasn't even thinking that yeah i, no, I was I'm... thinking like marty moves to like louisiana and just has like the <laughs> the confederate flag oh uh, you know it's just a symbol of states rights doc like i don't i don't it's know what you're talking about heritage <laughs> not hate <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah no this it, it is this movie truly... sidestep politics for the most part <laughs> it, it, it truly is like 
or do they? It, it truly is a perfect movie, though. Like the script is perfect, all the performances are perfect. The it jokes is, are amazing. Everything lands. It is the just, score, boys. The, the fucking score, light yes. motifs all throughout. You know where where that little musical glint where something good's about to happen or something... Ooh. And even just as basic as, like, you know, like, the main Back to the Future theme is just, like, one of the most iconic theme. Like, it's just as good it stands alongside anything from John Williams over his, over his career doing Wait, this wasn't John Williams? Icon- this no, was it wasn't. Silvestri. Yeah, it was Alan Silvestri. Oh, wow. Who did, who, what else did he do? Uh, uh, the Avengers soundtrack. He also... Like the new Avengers? Uh, like the MCU Avengers? Yeah, the MCU oh, okay. Avengers. Not the Uma Thurman, Ray Fine. He also <laughs> British spy the... Avengers. Or just, the, or just the spy show from that beforehand. No, he... Uh, oh, so check it out. I'm looking at it now. Alan Silvestri, he... Uh, so he also did other uh, Zemeckis movies. He did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He did Forrest Gump, Castaway, and Polar Express. But outside of that, check this out. Predator, The Abyss... The Bodyguard, uh, Stuart Little. Yeah, oh, fuck. Nice. Why do you hate Stuart Little? I need to know this. Cause... Because fuck that guy. He also did The Mummy Returns. Oh, oh throwback. What? Yeah. It all, crap. What it all cool... comes back around. Oh, but then he's he's also got uh, uh, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Yeah. Man's got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, Dean Cundy. Not did Dean Jack Cundy. and Jill. Yeah, Dean Cundy is one of the best cinematographers of all time. <laughs> did Back to the Future, did the first Jurassic Park, did Halloween. All the Carpenter's early the stuff. The Thing. Yeah. yeah, some of the, yeah, and then now he's doing Jack and Jill. <laughs> also did a lot <laughs> of... Uh, eat. I did a lot of research on uh, the production designer for uh, Lawrence Paul. For Back to the Future? Yeah, for Back to the Future. Uh, he did Blade Runner before that. Of oh, course. Wow. Shit. You, Just, which you can tell. Wow, yeah, you know, he, thinking about that kinda. now, that makes sense, yeah. I certainly couldn't tell. In part two, it's like... Oh, ver- no, he doesn't come back for part two or three. Really? Yeah. He um, does the first one? He does the first one only. Wow. I'm tripping balls. Yeah. Holy shit. Eh, I mean, why do you need to hire him for part two and you can just steal from him? <laughs> well, you know, he, he was busy working on Predator 2. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> Criminally dar- underrated. The darkest movie ever made. Literally, you can't see a fucking thing. I don't know. I feel like AVPR kind of rivals that. Also, Harlem Nights. That movie's Nights. very dark and very bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God it's dark. <laughs> yeah, it's a, what if the aliens came to Denver? I don't I don't mean to segue more, but AVPR does get my respect because it killed babies in the womb. Yeah. And I love it for that. Because I, I really hate the unwritten rule of horror that you can't kill kids. Fuck it. Kill the Fuck kid. them kids. I mean, Fuck them kids. <laughs> I mean, I can list a lot of exceptions where they just... Fucking straight up kill kids, dude. Yeah, I I know, but the you know the West Craven rules. Here, I'll give thing. you I'll give you one even worse where they don't kill the kid immediately. A Serbian film. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble. And that's when that's, I guess I'll come and see. That's the, that's, <laughs> that's the signpost that we have come too far. But um, we must go back. We must we must go back and uh, yeah. But, but yeah, no. Um, I, you know, this is just like, it's one of the most classic, like, summer movies, I feel like. Not just like a one of the classic movies, like, this is a movie that feels like a good summer blockbuster movie. I mean, it is. It was released, like, July 4th weekend, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, it and, fucking wow. beat Rocky Four. Yeah. Actually, funny yeah. enough. Good um, movie. We'll, we won't talk about yeah. much about what we're doing 
for the first October show until the end of this episode. But one of, the, one of the movies we watched for our first October episode came out like a week or two after Back to the Future. So you know this movie just probably got completely steamrolled by Back to the Future at the box office. It feels like such a great summer movie. And actually, I'm kind of surprised uh, that they didn't include it in... Uh, that uh that stranger things season that takes place in the summertime mm. <laughs> when they're because the very first episode they're in the movie theater watching a movie it's like why are you gonna watch this uh romero movie when back to the future is still out <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe they wanted to pay some dues to like a lesser appreciated 80s movie because i mean true i guess remember in the first season of stranger things like the teacher is watching the thing on oh yeah true, yeah it's I know. Like, well, he's, oh, he's, yeah, that was definitely the, not popular. The he's going to bone the really partner. hot fellow teacher. <laughs> and then the kids call him and they, like, blackmail him. <laughs> but uh, like, we got to make a isolation tank right now. Is there anybody in particular, any character in Back to the Future 1 that you're like, yeah, that's my favorite. That's, that's the reason why I love watching this. I'm going to be super honest. Uh, I really like George. I think George has a really strong arc and character that I think is really good. Yeah, Crispin I... acted the shit out of the role. Yeah, Chris... <laughs> Crispin Glover, fantastic in the role, like playing a, a really like you know, if it were the '90s, he'd be really into video games and yeah. the Matrix. But you know, here he's just like an innocent nerd who just wants to write science fiction, and he learns that he's got to stand up and uh, for for himself. Honestly, it's not even about being standing up for the girls; it's about standing up for himself. Yeah, no, and. It's it's a little too bad because he went through the same arc in in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Except it went very Except it went very horribly wrong. wrong because Jason, <laughs> after he did get the girl and stand up to the bully, he got a meat cleaver to his head and I think a wine opener to both hands. <laughs> no, to, just to one hand. Yeah, no, then he, and then he was pinned to the wall. Remember? Oh that yeah, was he was. That was just like Holy that was shit. just like with like railroad spikes or yeah, something. Yeah, and then like, like <laughs> and then Jason like rips him down to get past him. <laughs> like a fucking shower curtain yeah so, yeah this is a which this is, is the second crispin glover appearance on the podcast not the last <laughs> i don't think if i had what? two nickels for every movie dad that friday the 13th killed i'd have two nickels who's the other one kevin bacon oh that's right yeah oh. if, well, I, if i was to crunch the numbers i'm sure there's more yeah Te- and technically that wasn't even jason that did that yeah that was mom yep well uh, but uh well, i guess you guys i guess for me i I'm going to go with Doc Brown. Like, Lloyd I love watching Christopher he, Lloyd. It's yeah, iconic for mad scientists. Yeah, he he's, like, manic in the best way possible. And it, like, especially I love when they reintroduce him in 1955 when he's got the humongous thing on his head and he's trying to research, like, mind reading. <laughs> and then they have, they have their whole back and forth, you know. It's like, oh, who's president in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, the, the actor! actor! <laughs> and it's like Who's he starts... vice president? Jerry Lewis? Yeah, he just starts listing off uh, all these uh, of-the-time actors famous hollywood actors as like reagan's cabinet <laughs> not to be all fucking did you know from youtube but reagan apparently loved that fucking yeah bit so uh, and he had him rewind it the reel the film back and play it again <laughs> he was literally doing Fuck the, reagan, the, the, the dicaprio <laughs> like <laughs> yeah reagan ruined everything uh reagan that's that's the one bad thing back to the future has it has a reagan joke that reagan liked he doesn't deserve anything i mean hey home alone 2 had a donald trump joke that donald trump liked 
Okay, so Back to the Future and Home Alone 2 both get the bin. Okay, yeah. cool. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that the age for Doc Brown did kind of throw me off a bit, and so I had to do research and figure that one out. Yeah, like how old is he? How old is he? is he supposed to be? So in 1955, he is 35. That's supposed to be 35? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, like, if you watch Grease, like, all the high school kids look like they're, like, taking out second mortgages and shit like that. So, I mean, uh, Some it's of them, not yeah, out of the realm of possibility more, that Doc Brown is 35. How bad's your arthritis? <laughs> and then, what of the course, fuck did he do? In 85, he is 65. Well, you know, maybe the stress of just, like, making just, like, shitty inventions over and over and over and over and over again. He it also should, loses it be his revealed family fortune, that, like, right? Yeah. He's, one of the, he's one of the people in the Manhattan Project who just, like, was there, you know? Yeah. He just <laughs> aged him terribly. Yeah, he probably caught a lot of radiation oh, yeah. unknowingly. <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess he'd be pretty young for it, though. Like, let's see, 35... So he'd be at like 30 for 43. I kind of want to see if somebody can edit Oppenheimer into Back to the Future or whatever. It's very, it's very <laughs> or edit, easy or to edit do. edit Christopher Lloyd into Oppenheimer. Like when he's going through the hallways of Los Alamos showing Josh Hartnett all the stuff. You see <laughs> fucking Doc Brown in there like tinkering on like a crude version of the flux capacitor. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, and if the government ever got a hold of a time machine, they would certainly fuck up everything. Or yeah. how would we will know, we, though? Will we even know? Perhaps notice? they already did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's your, what's your favorite character? Biff. Oh, Biff. <laughs> <laughs> now make like a tree and, and get, get out, out of here. Leave, dork. <laughs> I just love that he is like the ultimate epitome of like a toxic villain. But yeah. it's like he's also this weird like linchpin constant. Like if we go back in time and kill Biff... It would ruin everything. <laughs> he needs to be there. So much so that they hire him, I guess, to clean their car and shit. Yeah. <laughs> True. But he acts like a butler. You know? It's like, oh, hey, you're mail king. <laughs> it came, it Hi, came Mr. McFly. <laughs> uh, Which um, I really want to know how his dad got, how they got rich because they're like, oh, this is his first novel. Okay. I looked that one up too. Was he doing short stories? No. He is now a literature professor. Oh. oh. That makes sense. Which means he's definitely cheating on his wife with like a young, young student. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. That's why Don't do that to me, man. That's why his that's why Marty's girlfriend had to change. <laughs> that's why they had to replace her with Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> oh, now I don't want to bring up the do actual you, reason. Who, who do you prefer? What's the Shoe actual or reason? Wells? Um, okay, so the reason why Wells didn't make it for the next movie. Um her mom got cancer and she had to quit acting to support her family. Aww. Don't you feel like a piece of shit? Often. <laughs> <laughs> she took the Rick Moranis route. Yeah, like kind of. Well, still, I think it would be funny if like when Marty comes back at the end of part one, we like re-edit it. So it's like, and now my girlfriend's Elizabeth Shue. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm Elizabeth Shue all the way, bro. Karate kid. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, Adventures in Babysitting, right? Yeah, yeah. Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. It's a sad one. I I got my heart on Wells. Like, I think she's easier on the ice. Ooh. I don't know about that. She she is cute looking, for sure. Yeah. Look, at least it's not Maggie Gyllenhaal replacing Katie Holmes. Oh, God. We're going to get to that and talk about how that's eventually. (laughs) But, uh, Adrian, how about you? Your favorite character? Probably Marty. 
Okay, yep, Marty's great. All right, we covered almost everybody. Yeah, I think we, yeah, strangely enough, we got screw, every character. Screw the female characters. <laughs> For, Speaking what? of Nolan. Speaking of <laughs> Nolan. Yeah. I, I, would, I would like to, like, give a toss out to uh, Mayor Goldie Wilson. Oh, yes, I do like that Mayor. also. Man, you know, I, I, you know, I just want to say, like, as much... Like crap, this movie gets for like stealing black music from rock and roll. It doesn't give enough shit for a white for man inspiring a black man to go into politics and make life better. I know it's like he literally would not have become mayor if Marty hadn't said that he was already mayor, <laughs> which is like a weird racist Mobius strip that I can't even <laughs> parse out. Right. <laughs> And it's and then, like, and, white people were always going to do this for you. <laughs> and then in 1955, Mayor Red is uh-huh. the drunk patron, uh, patron or whatever, the drug homeless guy that Marty is like, Red! He's Wait, like, you no crazy way. drunk pedestrian? What? That's the same mayor. Holy shit, really? Yeah, I had to look that up. Holy That's, shit. So what? What happened to him? Uh, <laughs> clearly. Relax. <laughs> Back in my day, they knew their place. Oh, <laughs> Doc, what's going on? Marty, I gotta fix it. <laughs> oh, man. This can't be happening. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with you anymore, Doc. <laughs> so, um... He's also so. German, so that, you know. No, his name is Von Braun, so we theorize that his brother is Werner, which would mean that they were both probably Nazis. <laughs> well, no, because he came, to, did, didn't he come in like around like the 20s, they said? So, like, yeah, uh-huh. before that. Before so, that. so, you know, clearly this is just like another like section off of the Von Braun family. You know, one stayed, the other one left. Either way, he's got Nazis in his family, which, you know, I can, <laughs> I can certainly relate to. <laughs> but um marty it's my cousins from argentina <laughs> oh no <laughs> but yeah you know i think it makes sense that he worked on the manhattan project yeah. I, I think so too yeah or like yeah where where in california is hill valley it's supposed it's a... to like san diego-ish no oh, okay no, oh, oh that far south yeah oh. from my understanding it's like san diego-ish huh. oh. hill valley because I was going to say, you know, if he's in any, cl- if if Hill Valley was in any close proximity to Pasadena or Berkeley, that would have made sense, you know, that he'd be on Oppenheimer's radar. That <laughs> so, because he was teaching at both Berkeley and Caltech. So. Well, you know, I mean, maybe he, he he's not been in Hill Valley the whole time, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. See, that's the that's the sequel we do is like a, just a Netflix miniseries about in... Doc Emmett Brown having to go back in time to work with his younger self on the Manhattan Project. And we get Michael Fassbender to play young Emmett Brown. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> the the fourth movie, the game. Sorry, it does a whole origin story of Doc Brown and that his dad was a judge and his dad wanted him to go into law. Boring. Wow. Yeah, who the fuck gives a shit about law? Science, man. <laughs> Ever since they got rid of lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that lawyer line now is really funny. <laughs> yeah, there's so there's so many lines in this that are just so funny in, in context, like today. <laughs> like, uh, oh, fuck, what was another one? Um, uh, I don't know about a specific line, but like just the scenario of fucking Biff becoming like the humongous Donald Trump like character. Yeah. No, I know, and it's like he's not the president, but he may as well be. Yeah, exactly. I own this, the police, kid. Yeah, 
that's part two of course but i love the physical like humor that's in this movie like so like when Biff is, I think Marty punches Biff or something, or at least he makes him trip. Oh, and yeah. And he, like, stands up really tall, and you can see Marty over his shoulder just barely. Oh, yeah, great blocking on that. Fantastic I lo- blocking. And I just, like, like the blocking of the whole town is wonderful. No, and the town is, like, they do these amazing crane shots to establish, like, there's the 1980s version, and then here's the 1950s version. It's very clear geography. Here's the 2019 they, version. I know, and then, like, yeah, they'll they'll play along with that, too, and it's, like, it's really amazing set work that you don't see enough yeah. of anymore. And you know, it's a perfect we, square. We got to work somewhat near that set back around the time we first met when uh, we were both at New York Film Academy in their uh, summer camp. They, uh, we were working on the New York set, uh, shooting some of our movies, and uh, the Clock Tower Square was like a block over from where we were working. Did you manage oh, wow. to walk around by? Maybe? I'm, sure, I'm sure we did at some Pro- point. We, yeah, we, we, we went all over the place. We were unattended. It was pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure it's not the same way nowadays, but like... Well, a lot of that section actually burnt down in a fire. I think Clock Tower Square is still there, but like the New York set where we were is just like gone. gone. Yeah, isn't yeah. like part of that... Wasn't like one of the last movies used for that, the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog? Yeah, Dr. Horrible shot there. Uh, Bruce Almighty, Spider-Man's... You know, it was just a very good general brick you know yeah uh, commercials would be literally shooting there while we were there that makes sense and uh but yeah no seeing clock tower square in person is pretty surreal (laughs) you know having been watching these movies for as long as we have and uh you know it's it's just it's such a fun little like icon like you know we're another i'm pretty sure another film that used clock tower square before back to the future is gremlins i think uh, in the very beginning, what? I think I think in the very beginning when they're kind of setting up the town in Gremlins, I'm pretty sure that that's Clock well, Tower both, Square. Both Spielberg did both, so I'm yeah, exactly, sure. yeah. But no, it's it's got so, it's like when you think of like iconic small town America, yeah, that's it. It's like it's so perfect. I gotta say, uh, I don't want to. I, I, when when we were like when he's walking around the '50s version of the town. Mr. Sandman was playing. All I could think of was, "Wow, I am so glad this town isn't like this anymore." <laughs> this is terrible. This is awful. This, this is terrible. This song plays over and over again. This music sucks. <laughs> and then, I mean, it just makes me think of Halloween too. And then mechanics will like <laughs> go in your car without you asking. When you like drive up, it's like, "Get out of my car, you freaks." <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm just glad Somebody the fucking springing shoes kid never took off. <laughs> I know, Fuck like, those springy shoes. I mean, they they every couple of years they try to do a new version of springy shoes and like they just murder on your ankles. Yep, and terrible. Just like everything else. Cause I'll be honest though, I would yeah. rock some Heelys. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, Heelys are great, and I think it would be really great if you went back in time with Heelys. Because people would be like, really like, holy fuck. Holy shit, that scene takes a whole different context when you start doing healing. Yeah, but I do do love him harassing little kid and just snapping up his scooter to invent a skateboard real quick. (laughs) Which we looked up and we made sure he did not steal skateboarding from a black man as well. (laughs) He stole it from Californians. No, he stole it from Jews. Ah. Uh, You know about, I know about them, Marty, don't you worry. (laughs) You did a good thing, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> you did right, Marty. 
Uh, now let me well, introduce you to my friend Walter Disney. <laughs> so oh, well. um, I'm I'm gonna assume the rest of the podcast spoiler warning or whatever. Uh, absolutely this, spoilers. No, this is, you should have watched the movie, idiots. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we always put in the description of these episodes spoilers, people. But <laughs> I do have a question that might break the movie. What's that? Oh, there's so, many questions that could break this movie. But go ahead. So. <laughs> Marty goes back in time to 1955. Everything gets fixed, but he tries to go back in time earlier to save Doc, right, from the terrorists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes back in time. Everything is already changed. He's affluent now. So the Marty that goes into the DeLorean that he sees go back to 1955 in Lone Pine Mall now, and he goes to save Doc, that Marty might change differently, right? Because that's a different Marty than the Marty that just came back. Well, there's uh, actually because he's grown up differently. Now he's affluent. He's not as poor. There's actually a really interesting comic I uh, recently read that uh, took that both that concept, but also um, what was the name of the original guy who was going to play Marty? Eric Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. So apparently, so Eric Stoltz originally played the role seriously. Yeah, and this is why they didn't want him to. He wanted to be method. He wanted to be method. He wanted to be serious because he. He thought about that whole, like, wait a minute. So if Marty sees himself go away, but now he's taking the place of this Marty in this new timeline, what Marty is he really? And that's when Zemeckis and Gail were like, okay. You're fired. <laughs> hey, can, shut up. So, can, I have a funny joke. Can I, well, it's not a joke, but it's a story. Yeah, go for it. it. So I don't know if you guys seen Armageddon. It's yes. a banger well, Michael Bay movie. Yeah. And, um, it's okay. No, fuck you. It's better than okay. <laughs> um, so Ben Affleck's doing the fucking commentary. And Ben was asking Michael, like, listen, wouldn't it make more sense to teach astronauts how to dig than to teach diggers how to become astronauts? And Michael goes, hey, Ben, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I remember that. One. That's, I remember that. That's the uh, exact type of eloquence and intelligence that we expect from Michael Bay. Exactly, and that's, and that's I feel what Sam's saying here. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. Well, um, no, time. Yeah, go ahead. The Back to the Future comic is called "Who Is Marty McFly," and it's all about Marty. Like it's like a three three or four issue thing, and the first issue is all about Marty just figuring out, just trying to figure out. Well, wait a minute, is anything? Anything that I am in this reality, like, really for me, or am I going to fade away and be replaced? Because, like, there's, like, a scene where he's, like, rehearsing with his band friends, and he talks about, like, and he, and he makes up a song about how, like, they got lost in the woods, and they had to take a bus to get back into town, and one of his friends is like, hey, dude, that's not what happened. Like, we took your car to get back into town. We were fine in that Oh, one. wow. And his girl- So he's too affluent to make rock. And then there's even his uh, his girlfriend. Like, there's a completely different story about how he met his girlfriend and everything. And he talk and he tries to talk to his dad without talking about how he actually went back in time and everything. And his dad, being a science fiction writer, he's like, he tries to play it up like, oh, he's a nerd. I'll just try and like walk through my actual issues to him as if they were science fiction ideas. And his dad basically gets dad and him get into this whole like Philip K. Dick discussion about like. You know, are you the sum of your experiences or are you you at the end of the day, like just existing? That's heavy. It's that's, super heavy. It's very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the comic devolves into Doc Brown's uh, evil, like, uh, super rival who built a time machine in a Yugo and is trying to, like, 
stop Doc Brown from inventing time tra- time travel first, so that he can be the one invented time travel first, and tries to do it by creating a this sounds robot. like a Flash comic book. Hold at on. this point. I'm not done. It's a ro- he uses a robot army of Martys oh my. to stop them. <laughs> Hello, cousin. I hope you are ready to get your ass kicked by an army of teenage boys. <laughs> so it, it, it goes from, like, heavy to silly very quickly. Yeah, no, you had me for a moment there. Yeah. <laughs> but, also, uh, also, Doc Brown has, like, super strength and speed because of the rejuvenation stuff that he did. To oh, yeah, yeah. Back to the Future 2. He's you practically might as well. a, He might as well be, like, a Time Lord at this point. He's like, <laughs> look at me, Marty, I'm 35 again. Did you know for international release, uh, instead of Calvin Klein, he's called Levi Strauss in Germany? Oh, shit, really? Oh, yeah. Levi Strauss. Interesting. But uh, I, I think this movie, like, but, but, like, going back to that and Eric Stoltz and, like, you know, I think we shouldn't have to worry about that with the other Marty. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that's what Bob Gale and Bob Robert Zemeckis wanted to do is just, like, guys, it's a comedy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Now, it's not an issue. We got to talk about some some heavy shit in this movie, though. Oh God! Oh God! I I know what he's gonna bring up. No, you know, and um, yeah, go <laughs> go, go, let's go. I watched this recently Listen with somebody who never saw it before, and oh, that's he, always fun. Yeah, and he was like, "It was good. I just didn't expect that much mom fucking or <laughs> wanting to fuck mom or whatever." And I'm like, <laughs> "To be fair, his mom wanted it more than like actually Marty did." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Lorraine is very pent up. Marty never wanted it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So I don't need to tell you that when Marty goes back in time and knocks down one of the trees, the Twin Pines Mall becomes Lone Pine. Becomes Lone Pine Mall. Right. The Twin Towers. Oh no. <laughs> Were replaced by the lone Freedom Tower. Oh, for the love of God. Now, much of the movie is Marty trying to warn Doc about what? Sam? Terrorists. Yeah, a terrorist attack from the Middle East. Now... I wish you guys wouldn't laugh. So, Fuck you, it's funny. When Marty... <laughs> now, when Marty comes back to Twin Pines Mall, the clock it says 1.16 a.m. Yeah. Or does it say 9.11 a.m. when you flip it upside down? Oh, my God. <laughs> Earlier, the doc is showing stopwatches to Marty that both say 119 and a gentle rearrangement of the letters yields 911 on twin clocks yes now this movie was made before 911 i just you know we have to be open to the possibility that the guy who suspended a cable between the twin towers the french dude who you know did the high wire act was actually boldly trying to go back in time and warn us about 9-11 and the only way he could do that was through a screenplay <laughs> this reminds me like at the end of Rainbow, Rambo 3 where it says this is dedicated, this is dedicated to-, to the Mujahideen <laughs> the brave fighting warriors of the Mujahideen yeah. now I will say 
that is ridiculous. Yes. And you're wrong about this whole thing. <laughs> like everything you just said. Because that's not what it's about. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's about warning us about how to save JFK. Whoa. What? All right. Now come on, think about it. It's the fi- it's 55. Okay. We're through the looking glass here, I, people. I think Kennedy's still alive. Wait, yeah. Yeah, yes, he is. Yes. He's totally is. Just a year before this movie takes place is when he struck down Louis Strauss in the Senate here. Yeah, so, now, so Robert Denny Jr. is ready to kill him. Now, <laughs> now, we need to tie back to that Oppenheimer thing. <laughs> now, if you take a map of Hill Valley and flatten it down, and you look at the clock tower... Oh, my God. Oh, for the love of from God. From the connection to when... <laughs> The connection for the car is to like re to rejuvenate the DeLorean. It's Dealey Plaza. It's just like Dealey Plaza. The books and of books. Oswald. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the exact same shot. And why is this about time travel? Because we're trying to send this move because we're trying to show people we gotta create time machines and then show this movie to people and we can save Kennedy. Sam. I'm going to call you Oswald because you just blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I think that Kennedy himself is a time traveler. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Who wanted to stop 9-11? Either that or he's still alive. He could very well be. He's hanging out with Elvis right now. Yep. Yeah, maybe they'll all come back. Yeah. Remember our idea about SEAL Team 6 where it was going to be Santa Claus and Bigfoot and Elvis? I remember that. (laughs) Oh, shit. Did you watch that Santa Claus Die Hard movie, Violent Uh, Night? No, I haven't watched it. Oh, I loved that. It's so good. That was so good. Yeah, man. It was awesome. So, well, I got nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have any fucking conspiracy. I just came with fucking, like, ooh, fun fact. Yeah, right. Levi Strauss and shit. We're going to talk about Back to the Future. All right, so 9 11, right? Yeah, me and Sam are podcasters, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck am I? (laughs) (laughs) You're Briggs. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're my bro. (laughs) Let's get back into, into like. I think we can rate this one. Well, I was going to talk about. Well, first, before we move on. Uh, let's just, let's make it a little more. Uh, le- let's bring some levity and let's talk about the DeLorean as itself. Oh uh, yes. So Adrian, uh, it's a shame this isn't a video pro- podcast, but Adrian brought some great models of the DeLorean. Yeah, they're in the other room. Uh, I didn't oh. bring it here, but that's the part two and yeah. part three. Yeah. I, yeah, my part one's pretty fucked up, and I do want to get an RC car, but those go for like two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, those are really expensive. Oh. But dude, it'd be cool if you get to like uh, shoot it from the ground up, and then have like little gasoline stripes to to light it on fire. Oh hell yeah! Uh, or lighter fluid. I yeah. do. I, I really do love just how the Lorian like acts in that movie. The time traveling mechanics in it, like you know. Like, it has to go to 88 miles per hour, which is the highest speed that it can go. All right, I was super drunk when I had this argument, but me and a friend theorized why specifically 88. Do you guys have theories? Is it because that's, like, the full amount that the the, the recorder can fill for all the lights? Um, I actually have a a theory. It, It has to go 88 miles an hour because 8, 8 translate. so the number 8 translates to the letter h and 88 is common in uh what is it national socialist black metal all the nazi black metal shit oh, you'll see the, a lot of bands throw 88 in their name because 8 translates to h so 88 
H.H. Heil Hitler. Oh, it ties the... back to Doc Brown's Nazi roots. Yep. He's thrown back to his roots. Well, you are a podcaster, Briggs. <laughs> Yay! I, I knew you had it in there. Uh, all right. First of all, <laughs> the max speed of the DeLorean's 85. It okay. can't go really? further than that. Yeah, oh, and they actually odometer in the film. They had to change it and replace it. The, cha- <laughs> the actual car itself, it's using a Ford Mustang engine, but the chassis is a DeLorean. Wow! Wow! No kidding. The DeLorean is a piece of shit car. Oh, it is. It, 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 is. it actually is. It couldn't fun. It, it couldn't actually hit eighty-eight miles per hour. Allegedly, there's no significance, but in lore, I like to think it's a safety measure, so you don't accidentally travel back in time. I like to think it's because hmm. if you've Drove any faster. It takes a while to get to 88. That yeah. stupid thing would fall apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just no, but fly apart. But it's clearly not a. It's clearly not a safety mechanism because they can't bypass it later on. It's like we have to get it up to 88. So there's something magical about that speed where that's just like when you just get the friction to travel through time. It's like 42 in uh, Hijacker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's yeah, just it's a magical just, number that no one understands. It's got to be a thing. It's got to be something. True. It's like, you know why? Because it didn't work at 87. (laughs) 88 does have a good ring to it, though. 88 does have a good ring. 88 miles an hour. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is... Is this the first instance we see in pop culture of someone using a car as a time machine? Yeah, I would say so. Like a legit car. Hmm. Like, not like a specially made vehicle or whatever, but no, someone took a car and formatted it to be... A time machine because there's I'm no tr- way Scooby Doo never went back in time. No, I mean that wasn't made for time travel though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you no, fools. No, that I, was made for bringing food I across mean, country. The only thing that comes similar would be H.G. Wells, the time machine, but that's a machine. Exactly, it's not a car, and, it's a, it's and it doesn't even ship. move. Yeah, yeah, it's, just it's stationary. Yeah, it's like, it's like a weird chair. You know, the DeLorean sucks as a car, but it's like it looks so fucking cool oh, in really? those scenes, especially especially my favorite. Uh, time travel bit in this is that first initial sequence with, with the Libyans oh. in the uh, in the parking lot of the mall where he, they're chasing him through. It's like that car. Yes, it's a piece of shit, but it looks so cool in this car chase with them shooting at him, and then he like just all right, let's try and outrun him, and then just inadvertently hits eighty eight miles an hour and just blasts back into the past. Like it, that's such a cool scene, and the car looks so cool in that scene. No, and what it comes down to is like the doors are really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. stainless steel is really cool, oh, and Ma- like uh, the headlights are very. Michael J. Fox hit his head a lot. Apparently, he hit I'm his sure. head like I'm every, sure every did. every fucking scene. <laughs> guys knows that there's a, a DeLorean's actually coming back? Yeah, oh, God, well, why? It doesn't matter. <laughs> there's a new 2024 model of DeLorean coming. Looks Look worse than ever. Yeah, yeah, I would not get that. Yeah, that no. looks like shit. For, for the podcast listeners, it's like this weird, like, pinkish magenta. It, it honestly looks like a, a like a little tube of lipstick. It looks almost like a Tesla. Well, it's still DeLorean made, so it's not quite Tesla, but it is electric. Well, no, I'm, say, I'm saying design-wise, it looks similar like to a car of that sort. Oh, yeah, like, like ultra-futuristic. Yeah. This is this is the next step in trying to look as futuristic as possible in the now times. Oh, God. Which is what the previous DeLorean tried to do. The- yeah, well, you can't predict these things. One of the things with the first one is that it has such a great tension builder in that third act that i really wanted oh, yeah. to bring oh, up before yeah. we move forward yeah. yeah where the kids the kids are disappearing from the picture 
Oh, I was I was just thinking of Doc having to tie the cable. Oh, yeah. Yes. Will Honestly, he make it in time? That whole last sequence when he's going to go back to 85 is just so perfectly executed. So yeah, much dude. tension trying to get the cables back together. And then it, again, after he even gets back to the future, you know, just trying to like see if he can actually save Doc. And then the car dies again. It's like, oh, fuck, he's got to run for it. <laughs> I know. It's like 15 minutes should be enough time. It's like, you stupid idiot. No, he wishes 10 minutes. Yeah, I'll forget. Yeah, no. Like, come on, dude. You really didn't try very hard. No, you did not. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about how Marty sleeps in this movie. Like, oh, yeah. He, sleep, sleep, I, he sleeps like he's handcuffed, like, sideways. And I'm like, yeah, that's how it is when you're just super tired sometimes. You just sleep in the weirdest possible position. <laughs> but it looks like the best sleep. No, oh, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm like, that's I've real. I feel that. i to reenact that fucking sleep, but it's so uncomfortable. No, you, you gotta... You, you gotta end up actually. in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't try to fall asleep like that. You just end up like that. <laughs> no, and that's Michael J. Fox is a great actor. So, uh, you know, another thing that I always... That I always was curious about is how did marty and doc even become friends in the first place this is a this is a question that has been pondered by many great people including john mulaney and then uh, which is Rob- that you know his best friend is a disgraced nuclear physicist <laughs> apparently robert zemeckis finally gave a reason around uh 2022 and apparently it was because uh marty had snuck into doc's like garage uh and like to look at uh, his inventions and Doc was just so flattered that Marty liked that he had an interest in what he was building and making that they became friends from that point. Huh. Huh. Interesting. That's kind of fun. Not, not interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. not as fun. What? I want something weird happened. I always thought he got fired from the school. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always thought maybe it was like, like he used to be a, a, a teacher. Like a Breaking Bad type of situation, you know? Like, I always thought oh, he Mr. just hired Mr. Brown. Marty. Just hired him. Yeah, and they became friends, even though the money no, ran he, out. Or yeah, something. he has like keys. He has like keys to the house and everything, you know. And like that fucking big ass speaker. Oh, gets, I love that. Yeah, and Marty has a guitar there already, so it's like okay, maybe. Well, he, I think it's got to be a special guitar to plug into the speaker because he had like a special pick too. Yeah, so it's like yeah, everything's got to be like special specialty to like. But that's the funniest fucking scene where I the just speaker just blows his ass out across the room. And Doc's like, "Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't use the speaker today." He's like, "Oh, keep that in mind." And just throws the speaker keys into the rubble. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't have to clean that up. You know? Yeah. Like, you just sit, like imagine Doc gets home the next day since he does live by the end of the movie. Hey. It's like, Marty, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> yeah, no, I the, told you. I don't think he ever goes home. Home. You know? Yeah. I no. Mean, yeah, because at the end he pretty much goes straight into the future. So. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe Marty was too rich to get blown out, his ass blown out by a speaker. You know? Maybe okay. affluent Marty didn't make that mistake. <laughs> God, man. That that seriously like hurts my head thinking about that movie. No, dude, now. that's like time travel does not work. Like it really does not work. Time you can't travel do it. movies are brain busters. Yeah, man. Yeah, like Looper, like they literally talk about it where it's like, We can't do this, man. We can't talk about this. We're going to be here all day making diagrams with straws. Oh, I, ha- yeah. I haven't I haven't watched the movie yet, but my roommate, uh, he was telling me about this. Uh, and it's a movie I've heard of before. Like, I've seen the trailer for it. It's this, I, for- I forget what it's called. Y'all probably will know the title once I describe it. It's the one where they make the time machine in their garage. Primer. Primer, yeah. And it's like, apparently, that movie like. will hurt your head. Oh, yeah. There's like just massive, like, threads all through that are just all tangled up. But it's like once you kind of 
see your way through it it just like blows your fucking mind <laughs> i just love it too because there's like the montage of doubles coming out at the end yeah like from attics and basements just like, <gasps> it's like i was beaten up by myself it's like it's, it's just like the weirdest hard sci-fi weird surreal time travel movie i think made yeah, no, yeah. you want to talk about the polar opposite of Back to the Future. <laughs> Here's, let's do hard science, boring characters, really harsh drama, like Primer. <laughs> Which is about like how it's like, oh, you realize with, once you have time travel, it's like, oh, yeah, I was never really happy and I'll never be happy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the, the, the ultimate emptiness. It reminds me of Butterfly Effect where he kills himself in the womb. Oh, that's the director's cut. Oh man. The superior ending. Yeah, there's a the original ending is just he goes back as a little kid and is like, Hey, I'm gonna kill you and your whole family if you ever talk to me again. <laughs> oh god. Uh so uh, one thing I want to talk about before, uh, if we do before we do leave, uh was a uh, Biff's gang of just like weirdos. It's yeah, like nice the dude to see, wearing pretty uh, glasses all the time. And how one emotep of them, in this. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Wait, we who? didn't realize Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Oh. Billy Zane is not emotep. <laughs> yeah, okay, right, uh, yeah, They so. look alike. This, this that's a like, joke. But it blew our minds. <laughs> Thank when you we were, for killing it. We were flipping. He's, he's not in the first one, though. He is in the first one. He's not in the second one? He's, yeah, he, he is, is in the, the sec- second one, but he's in 85. He's not in the third one. He's not in the first one. He's not in the first. He is in the first one. That's like his first acting credit. I will look it up for you so you can take a look. Yeah. I, I'll kill you. I'll kill you, too. <laughs> I will jump over this microphone and stab you in the eye. <laughs> you know, a microphone, when you take the foam off, is just a blunt instrument. You don't need, even with the foam, because it hurts. Oh, true, but I mean, you get more, probably deal more damage without the foam. You ever been punched with a boxing glove? No, thank you. Well, I don't know. I did, I, I did used to take Taekwondo and we did sparring, so we didn't have actual like boxing gloves. Yeah, those little like, knuckle gloves. Yeah. All right. yeah. So here, Billy Zane, this is IMDb. Look at, <laughs> scroll all the way down to the bottom. His very first acting credit, Back to the Future. Okay. And he, did critters. Critters. <laughs> he did Critters. Followed immediately by Critters. Written by David Twohe. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Who wrote Riddick. Oh, who no. Wrote dir- who wrote and directed all the Riddicks. Okay. It all uh, comes together. Critters was pretty ahead of its time, though. I think that was... The- critters is fun. No, it yeah, it's a fun horror movie. Never seen it. Yeah. It's it's schlocky bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, got, it's got some self-aware parts. But no, yeah, I, I like, uh, I like though, how, uh, that you know, they, another thing I really like about this one is how they, they set up little tropes for, uh, 1955 that they just keep bringing back through the, like him waking up in his bedroom and Leah Thompson oh. is there and just like, uh, Biff's gang, you know, and all their little counterparts throughout the years. Like I love how dedicated they were to staying like within continuity yeah, of yeah. It all. A truckload of manure. Oh yeah. In every fight. <laughs> it's nice to see though that the film is trying to do this point of history repeats. Yeah. But you can change history because that's a whole crux of Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get yeah. to that kid who keeps playing with his dick in Back to the Future 3 during that whole ending scene. Wait, what? What? You've never seen it? No. Oh, man. So one of Doc Brown's kids keeps playing with his dick, pointing at Elizabeth's shoe like, hey. Holy but, shit, what? Yeah, but you're not looking at that because you're I, looking at Doc saying, the future's what you make of it. And the kid's like, yeah, look at my dick. <laughs> look at my dick. I remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that I kid? Watched. Biden. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. All right, now we rate it. <laughs> uh, 10 out of 10, man. It's a, it, I can watch that movie any day. Yeah, I'm with Adrian on this one. It's a solid 10. Well, I'm going to be mean and give it a 9 out of 10. Oh, how dare you? How dare I give it <laughs> these, one? These superfluous numbers. I give it a 9 out of 11. Oh, God! Because it. it requires further investigation. <laughs> actually, actually, should we knock it a few points? Because... Not everybody can watch this because, like, if you watch it with a black person, they'll be like, "Yeah, but where's the segregation in this?" Oh God, true. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's there. It's just not very like <laughs> it's just not addressed. Like the band doesn't have like a like a chilling room. They have to go into their car. Just you, know, the, you mean a green room? Yeah. Or well, yeah, a green room, a room that's just chilling. Whatever. Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah chilling oh, room yeah. was a great horror movie. Oh, I was talking. Green room. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's making fun of me. <laughs> Coffin day. Uh yes. I'll give it a nine out of ten. Yeah. I love this movie. It's just that Don't you get know, me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean I love this movie too. It's really good. Really yeah, nines funny. and tens are you know, it's it's fine. God forbid we give it a five. Yeah, right. I mean <laughs> did we even do a five for any of the riddicks? I think I probably yeah, did. I think you must have been. Yeah, yeah. I went pretty low on a lot of my I don't know ratings. if we're going to go. I don't know if I'll ever go that low until we like actually tackle our Neil Breen trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did you commit suicide? Oh, we haven't done it. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I can't asking, believe you committed suicide. I thought you asked me why I would commit suicide by watching those movies. <laughs> and then I remembered. Yeah, how can you forget such great writing? No, I literally was just showing that line to my girlfriend. It was like, I can't do it justice. <laughs> My favorite line of that is like, I can't get you that out of this one, Jim. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do you say we go into the future? Well, I guess it would be past for us. So Let's go visit 2015. If anything, Fine, it's your kids. There's something that's got to be done about your kids. If anything, we're going back to the future, too. Oh. The future, which is our past. 2016. Back to the Future, Part 2. I'm telling you, man, something's changed about this place. I see it all, don't you? Don't you remember Biff Tower where old President Biff lived? What about the hover cars and the hover bikes and those celebrity AI waiters? I'm telling you, these were real. I'm not misremembering. We used to have... We, we used to grow pizza. I'm not sure how, but I, I think that... I think that McFly guy, the past future kid, he's behind it. The rock star, don't you remember? Oh, I see. Never heard of that either. Well, he was he was there twice on the same night that the clock tower exploded. I know it. I think he went back to rob President Biff. We gotta get President Biff back. He's the only one that can make kids not hate me. I gotta tell you, if you fucking make like a YouTube series of just random guy revisiting trilogies and it's real to him, but no one else <laughs> agrees with him, like... John Connor, you gotta watch out with that guy. There's always a robot around him. Like, well, it's like you remember the therapist from the Terminator movies. Oh yeah, he's just always there. And then, yeah. like, and then the third one, he's like, oh no, not again. <laughs> yeah, he just runs away. Like, just as soon as he sees Arnie, I'm out. That that'll be my uh, my my view in when we do those movies. I, I, I think you should totally do something like that because this fucking the synopsis is great. I, love I, it. I like to think that uh, that the the psychiatrist from Terminator is one of the few that actually did live through du- Judgment Day. <laughs> ah. Since very little bit of humanity did survive, I like to think and that he becomes by... like a real badass. <laughs> <laughs> and that he becomes a therapist in the wastelands. Yep. 
It's like, yeah. so tell me what's bothering you. And don't say the lack of water and food. What's really bothering you? And so don't the Terminators say annihilated my family. Uh, besides that, how yeah, did that make yeah, you yeah. feel? <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to the future too. We're talking about a better future. The future I think we saw at the end of Terminator 2. You know, yeah. in, the high, in, the, in the alternate one where it was all beige. Did anybody ever see that? No. I don't know. Oh, I, I where know it's futuristic that, and shit? Yeah. I know the ending you're talking about, but I can't remember if I've watched it or not. It's, like, it's so dumb. It's like, a, it's like I'm watching an episode of TNG. But <laughs> yeah, anyway. like Future's Perfect, old Sarah's like writing in a book or some shit. Oh, oh wow. Now I need to go back and watch T2. But again. now we know. No, no, that was the yeah, director's cut. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the special edition, yeah. Judgment Day is inevitable. I will say I was tinkering around with some fan fiction that I should get back to of Back to the Future crossing with Terminator. Holy shit, that sounds awesome. I mean, it makes Cause sense. Because you gotta, you gotta think, how the fuck did the Terminators come up with time travel? There you go, flux capacitor, you have your MacGuffin. And then Ooh. Marty has to save John Connor to ensure his kids are alive. Oh I my guess. god. <laughs> you gotta be careful not to be like that. What is it? Did, um, uh, how it should have ended did that crossover? Oh, they did? Yeah. Fuck. But only it's a weird trailer. So, you know, I don't think you should worry too much about it. No, just fuck how it should have ended. <laughs> Based. I, I, thought, I thought I had a fucking original idea, but nothing original ever happened. Hey, I mean, trust an me, original I, fan fiction hey, idea. Yeah. <laughs> trust me, I thought of Last Voyage of the Demeter years ago, and then seeing it pop up and then subsequently fail this year really pissed me off. No, no, Was it good? It looks like shit. I mean, we were going to check it out. It's, I like the director. He did Overlord. He did uh, yeah. Scary oh my Stories. Oh, fucking God, I love not Overlord. Overlord. See, not Overlord. so it might not be good. It might not, not Overlord. Be bad. Not Overlord. Um, oh. He did... Um, Scary stories, to tell scary in the dark. stories, but troll and autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, also good. Also Ooh, good stuff. Okay. Troll is really good. Troll Auto- hunter. Troll hunter. Yeah, troll hunter. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I meant. Autopsy Sorry. of Jane Doe is like one of the best modern horror movies. Man, scary I, stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, well, that was I mean, horrible. I don't. Yeah, I, didn't, well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to mention that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it, but I no. Know, like, um, they took the scariest story ever about Harold and they fucked it up. But no. So I know where you're coming from, though. Where it's like, oh fuck, I wanted to do that. <laughs> But no, yeah, Back to the Future Part 2. So one thing I forgot to mention in our Part 1 discussion is I love the cliffhanger they leave it on. It's like, you know, they didn't anticipate making a sequel. Like They didn't who, want it. Yeah. Who, no, and who could? Like, pr- and honestly, like it's like, you know... Especially, if they didn't have that joke, would the sequel have still happened, do you think? And, and it's know. like, you know, especially in this time where franchises are not really a given thing. You know, obviously, you know, some like Jaws is three movies in now. James Bond is like uh, over a dozen movies at this point. But it's like aside from little things here and there, like big franchises and planning ahead is not really a thing that you do in Hollywood in, 19, in the 1980s. So it's like... You know, especially with an original concept like Back to the Future, you can't really gamble on how successful that's going to be. So it's like, I love that cliffhanger ending where it's like, oh shit, we're going to go into the future and then it's over. So it's like... I actually got to say, if I could just give a little bit of tidbit trivia. Yeah. uh, the, The title card that says to be continued at the end of the first one, they added that, right? For the the VHS release. For the VHS release, yeah. So that's that for me is like super interesting because if you're gonna end it with just one movie and you end it with where we're going, we don't need roads. Yep. And what then, a fucking cock tease. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and but, then it just goes straight into the credits. It's like oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. I know, and I wonder if Michael J. Fox got the VHS and was just watching it with his family. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Holy shit, what? And then he calls his manager. It's like, there's something you want to tell me. <laughs> but oh, no, God, I got to do another one of these. <laughs> but no, this I... Is heavy. I, I, I do love Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2 is actually my favorite in the trilogy. Oh, uh, same. Really? This it's, was always the one I had the most fun revisiting as a kid. Look, and, this is like, I really love... Like when characters go through shit where like everything is destroyed, yeah. you know, like the moment where Marty is at his father's grave and he's like, "No, God, this can't be happening!" <laughs> like, and it's and Marty, and then Doc comes out like a fucking harbinger of death. Like, I'm afraid it is Marty. I had a feeling you'd be at this cemetery <laughs> when I learned of your father's death. Because he was just waiting by his by his father's grave, like a. How long have you been there? I've been here for five hours. <laughs> oh, it's bad, Marty. They trashed my lab. I'm in an insane asylum. They found my plans. The plans for the time machine? Yeah, and some other stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say it is impressive that this movie and the third one were made at the exact same time. Yeah, they did it kind of like uh, the Wachowskis did the two Matrix sequels. Yeah, and, uh what what other what other I know that other Superman franchise. two and three yeah yep. mm-hmm. no 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 not two and three just one and two oh yeah no, sorry one and oh, two yeah yeah because I got into researching films that were produced at the same time because I was thinking oh Lord of the Rings that's also oh, yeah. an obvious example and I thought Back to the Future might have been one of the first ones but no Superman beat it out and there were, there's also a couple other ones but yeah, a I'm lot sure of, Roger Corman did it all the time like uh <laughs> like a lot of did you ever yeah. watch Corman's Fantastic Four? No, but we've talked about doing a Fantastic Four trilogy. Of like, <laughs> wow, just like, with fan four stick. Yeah, yeah we, do, we just uh, do the we, we do the Roger Corman one, then the other one, and then we skip. Well, hey, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay, I was just about to ask about that one. Fan four stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that but one's almost Lawrence too Fishburne good. as as uh, as a Doug Jones Silver Surfer was a pretty good idea. I just that was a good idea. Like it just wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But uh, it, it like, like I do really love the production design for the for this one. Oh, oh yeah. let's talk about the future there. Jaws yes. nineteen. I'm so in. Shark still looks fake. <laughs> I know. We just have to make like fifteen Jawses. There's really actually quick. there's actually a list of all the Jaws sequels that got made within that time. Oh no way! Oh, you I, have that? I have that. So I love the internet. Now here was an interesting tidbit though. It's like it said it was directed by Max Spielberg, who is Spielberg's actual son. Oh yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I, I did notice. Who I think that. he went to Nifa around the same time we did, probably. Or like what went to Nifa at some point? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Possibly in the acting. Okay. Squad so what what does the Jaws franchise look like by 2015? Okay. <clears throat> All right. Must have missed that. There's Jaws, Jaws Two, Jaws 3D, Jaws the Revenge, Jaws Five. It's just business. Jaws Six, pure pleasure. Jaws Seven, Cyber Jaws. Jaws Eight, Robo Jaws. Jaws Wait, no, oh, oh, what, what's what's the difference? Cyber Jaws are clearly in a simulation. You know, you're in a simulation, and then the shark is real, and it kills you for real. Yeah, uh, Jaws Seven is suggests is a uh, the shark was digital, and then Jaws Eight, it's a spoof of RoboCop. Oh my god! <laughs> and then Nine, Jaws Nine, featuring Chief Brody's grandson assembling a super team of shark hunters. Jaws Ten, starring Man versus Shark versus all the terrors of the deep. Nice. That's when we get the octopuses and everything. Jaws 11 in space. Yeah, finally. Jaws 12. Kubrick would be pissed, though. The prequel. Jaws 13. <laughs> Jaws 12 Part 2. 
Jaws. So these are about the USS Indianapolis and everything, yeah. Jaws 14 was Jaws and his family. Jaws 15. The family Jaws? Jaws battles a Russian shark named Ivan Sharkzovsky. Nice. Now Jaws is a good guy. Jaws 16. Jaws took a bite out of the Big Apple. Ah, yes. Jaws, Jaws takes Jaws. Manhattan. Yeah. Jaws 17. 50 scales of gray. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a woman falls in love with the giant shark. Jaws 18. Shape of water, huh? The reboot. Oh, yeah. no. And then Jaws 19. The oceans are disappearing, and to save their home, the sharks must attack. This time, it's really, really personal. So you think they just start walking on dry land at that point? Yep. Oh, God, Junji they Ito style. So, yeah, that's all the sharks in the Jaws, all, all the Jaws entries in the Jaws franchise. Oh, my well, God. You know. <laughs> I also have a list of uh, all the antiques that were in the antique store window. Oh, wow. I know there was the Including dust a bust of JFK. There's a Apple, there's a, there's a Macintosh keyboard, a Black Dust Decker Dustbuster, a clothes iron, Jaws 2 on VHS, Dragnet on VHS, National Lampoon's Animal House on VHS, Barbie and Ken dolls, NES game Burger Time, <laughs> a Roger Rabbit plush doll, a lava lamp. Is that a trilogy? Dan Aykroyd buddy movies? Oh, you God. have Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, and then Dragnet. Uh, you have Dragnet. What's the other one? Oh, Blues Brothers. There we go. Oh, oh shit. Oh, we don't have to do Blues Brothers too. Thank God. Yeah, not bad. Nobody wants to do Blues Brothers. Oh, man. I mean, nobody I really wants to do Dragnet. Thank God Belushi <laughs> died before that. Yeah. You know what's great about Dragnet? Tom Hanks does a rap. <laughs> I thought it was the great goat pants, because I like the goat pants in that. Oh. Well, you know, I have a lot of, I have a soft spot for <laughs> Cyber Jaws, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, obviously my favorite one is the Avengers Assemble, and they have the team of shark hunters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and one of them's like Quint's son or something. Well, they were yeah, all exactly. they were all played by Chris's. There was Chris Pratt, and Chris Pat, Chris Pratt, and Chris Evans. You know, it was like they got all the Chris's to play the Brodies. It was Some, really cool. Someone's gonna end up playing the son of the shark hunter from Jaws Three, who gets eaten. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty great if you Fitzroyce. Sh- <laughs> it'd be pretty great if you do a shark hunter reboot and you cast Jamie Lee Fox as the shark hunter. <laughs> Because Franco Nero was the original shark hunter. Oh yeah, there you go. But uh, no, this one, this is this one's a lot of fun. And uh, you know, another thing that I really love about the first movie that just gets even better in this one, the visual effects. Like this is yeah. peak ILM practical effects and like early digital compositing, and it just lo- especially with the flying DeLorean, it just looks so cool because they're using models and the costume design here is great like like doc's outfit the cops outfit i love how the cops have like this this little led screen oh yeah the the, 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 the little screen screen scroll Um, thing it's also really gritty that Mm -hmm. that alley's great set oh yeah going back she's just on elizabeth's shoes asleep on a pile of laser discs (laughs) (laughs) future garbage no but like um it's, you know, one thing I love about this whole trilogy is how very distinct each one looks. It's like you've got the solid, just front-to-back 1950s look, 
in the first one. Yeah. You've got primarily 2015 is the standout for this one. I mean, obviously they do go back and do stuff in 85 and then back to 55 again, but 2015 is what you really think of most when you think of Back to the Future 2. And then, of course, the Wild West in Back to the Future 3. But I love how every one of them has its own distinct look, you know, and it's all built around the clock tower. The, the clock yeah. tower is always like the linchpin it's, of all the it's action. It's a character. Yeah, yeah. It's, now and in this one, they crash into it in the hoverboards. Because now it's a mall. Yep. Oh, yeah. The courthouse became a mall, Marty, because lawyers are outlawed. Yep. It's just, that's what happened. Was uh, it in The Simpsons where it's like, the guy's about to be electrocuted. It's like, isn't there supposed to be a trial? It's like, <laughs> from this point on, no talking. <laughs> I, I, I do love we, we were we were discussing earlier, I think you mentioned it about how nostalgia and that this trilogy never like has come back. But I do like Nike is trying to do the self lacing shoes. Yeah. I mean, if they were, if they would actually fucking work. Yeah, there, there there's some things that like are the fun there. little tie ins are nice. Yeah. Like like the, we got, I we still got, want we, that auto drying jacket. It's like we're not yeah. trying it's like we're not trying to dig this franchise up to rehash it again. It's like we're bringing it back just to pay homage to it. Yeah. It's like but we're not trying to outdo what was already done. So Although I will say the style of the jacket is very Kanye West. Yeah, no. A lot of the styles in this are kind of Kanye, which, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, kids are gonna love it. Yeah, right. Oh, how do we feel about Marty being the kids? Oh, oh yeah, that <laughs> threw me off. Mar- Martino, they, right? And they didn't. Then, they didn't know that Michael J. No, Fox played his daughter. No, I, I knew that. I okay. didn't. Sam didn't know that Michael J. Fox played his own daughter. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, no, it's like he's talk, a good-looking woman. I'll like, tell you that. So this, talk about talk about Twin Peaks. He looked like David Duchovny. Yeah, <laughs> this right? was this was your first time watching this in like what like. 20 years or something yeah all three of these i haven't seen them since like middle school so, so. you you practically went in blind almost almost i mean yeah. like i knew the general shape of these films yeah. but yeah. like the little details of like uh michael j fox playing his own daughter and stuff like that you'd forgotten about right? yeah i really love like old angry michael j fox oh it's yeah like, uh, back in watching some tv for a change <laughs> it's oh, like yeah fuck. so that's one thing they predicted was like multiple screens you know we can't do anything without multiple screens running nowadays yeah the only difference is that it's got to be like you know you got a mobile game running you got like three a, or so live streams and several yeah. video games going on at once. maybe a fam- truly maybe how a, nolan intended maybe exactly. a family guy monitor down in the corner you know family guy funniest and moments then, and then you have like subway surfers on the side or whatever <laughs> exactly <laughs> we all have tiktok uh we all have adhd uh, but I wanted to bring this up in fucking part one, and I forgot it. But it has one of the greatest jokes in the entire trilogy. Where, uh, oh, there's a little Joey in the in the crib. Oh yeah, and he goes, "Better get used to these bars, kid." Like, <laughs> yeah, Marty, that's your fucking uncle. <laughs> no, I know, and I'm like, I really want to know what did Joey do, and is he is he still in jail in the affluent timeline? Yeah, I want to know if he's if if like you know he got if he's no longer in jail in the good alternate ending. Yeah, because he's, he's clearly there in the bad alternate ending. What if yeah. he's like the Martin Sheen president and you know the dead zone? Oh my god, that'd be awesome! <laughs> the no, president like, that kills everybody. No, I feel like I feel like that's the president Biff would go on to become if he actually legit got into politics. I'm gonna blow up this fucking country. <laughs> you put your hand on that scanner right now. I'll cut the goddamn thing off and do it myself. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, 
We all know the truth. But uh, no, I, I love the look of 2015 in this. Like all the cars are vibrant. And also, another thing I like is the very distinct takes on Biff. And I love how Griff is just fucking unhinged in this movie. <laughs> I just want to say really quick. So like I said, uh, Lawrence uh, Paul, he didn't come back for, one, for two and three. Uh, but we did get Rick Carter... Who has done movies we've talked about before? He was the production and art designer for Jurassic Parks one and two. Oh nice. wow! And he's also the art and production designer for Star Wars seven and nine. He's done all sorts of movies we love. We all love Rise of Skywalker. Oh no! I mean Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Jurassic Park really only has one good movie. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. We disagree. Me and I'll be, I'll be, I'll okay, be, I'll, man, I'll see you at Lost World. Okay, I'll see you at Lost World, but three loses me. Alan, <laughs> not yeah, no, three, is, three is not a great movie. No, it's I, not. And I, also, fuck the worlds. the The Jurassic World movie franchise could die in a fire. Fuck, honestly, fuck the actual world. Honestly, <laughs> I love all six Jurassic movies to varying degrees. All six. Yes, all there six are moments them. I like in every one of them. <laughs> like sometimes you like dinosaurs. Exactly. You like Jurassic Park, Jurassic World three, but you don't like Rise of Skywalker. No, the funniest science fiction movie (laughs) since somehow Palpatine returned. Uh, Shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, back to the Back to the Future two. I just want to throw this out there because I'm probably the only like sports guy here. This actually predicted the Cubs winning the World Series, who won the World Series in 2016. Oh, yeah. I, so, I mentioned that when right, we were right, watching right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fucking... <laughs> I, would have, I wish I could have gone back in time and put some money on the Cubbies. <laughs> no, it's it's such a... It, it's a pretty interesting... Pl- so, you know, it's the story is not as straightforward as the first movies was. This one, there's a lot more going on. The story's yeah. a lot more bloated, but... I do really love the MacGuffin of the sports almanac. And it's such a great scheme, you know, go back in time and bet on all these sports because you know the outcomes. And and I and love... And everybody's had that conversation with friends. Like, oh man, if I could go back in time, I would make that, 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 Yeah, exactly. And I love... Play the lottery, whatever. And I love how... in Microsoft. And I love how much they warp that idea with... It's like, oh, well, what if the wrong person gets that idea? (laughs) Which is literally like, you know... Yeah, it's like, what if it falls into the wrong hands? Cut to Biff's hands. It just just gets so busy with the the whole Biff thing. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I'll go... We'll go back in time and we'll keep your kid from going to jail. But I draw the line at making money and making you, like, richer already, Marty. I mean... He's yeah. biased, but, you know, in a good way, because he doesn't want... It's kind of fucked up considering Marty is already rich in that reality, too. Yeah, so exactly. But like, he does lose his job. Although, I could well, be more he rich. still he's, has poor brain no, no, on no, I mean, no, he doesn't know about that. I mean, like, our Marty, like the Marty that we're following... Oh, yeah. He just left, affluent. like, Elizabeth Shoot. You know, he was like, he had the monster oh. truck and everything. So it's like, what is he so desperate for money for? So well, you're I mean, not talking about... Old 2015 no, I'm Marty. About the oh, okay. original Marty. Yeah, but these I mean, are Reagan like, movies. There's no such thing as enough money. Exactly. That's you true. need more money. Greed is good. But Gordon Gecko. At the same time, you know, this is still like poor Marty. Like he's he's not aware as much of his wealth as he should. Uh, he's yeah, like, he's only having like thirty. A, seconds. You mean he's a scrapper? 
You mean he's always looking for an angle? Yeah, I mean, look <laughs> at You mean he's always looking for a pocket he can pick? Yeah, his suburbs are shitty. I'm doing kind of an Oliver Twist thing, you know, like a like an artful dodger. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I like how, uh, you know, the, the fancy neighborhood, you know, f- from 85 is now like the shitty ghetto in 2015. It's like, it's oh, like, Hilldale. Oh, this place sucks. <laughs> it's like, what a shithole. It's yeah. like Hell uh, Valley, I think, and one of the other backgrounds. Graffiti. Yeah, well. Oh, I that's in that's alternate, in the, alternate 85. 85. Yeah. I love Biff alternate 85. 85. I love yeah. they, got, they, they got the one good Sammy Hagar song playing on the over that scene. <laughs> what about the one where you can't drive 55? That's the one. Oh. <laughs> you can't, that's the second time you I forgot. <laughs> well, I wanted to restage that beautiful one. For me, <laughs> my, my favorite thing about alternate... I can't drive 55. You mean well, you can't live your life a minute, a mile an hour? <laughs> <laughs> quarter mile an hour. I live my life a quarter mile an hour. <laughs> Two of my favorite things in it in alternate eighty five is Strickland's house. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's like, a great like, scene. All the yes, sir. I'm and a slacker. I'm a slacker. Did you put me in detention last week? The school burned down six years ago. Like and he's got like a big bulletproof vest and just bandoliers and shotguns. In PJs, my man is comfy. Good yeah. for him. <laughs> well, he was probably asleep, but like. And then it was like, what was the guy in Marty's house saying? It's like, you tell those debt collectors that we ain't going to be terrorized. No, no, those, no, no. those developers. Oh, those developers. developers yeah. We those, those ain't going to be terrorized. <laughs> it's like, so they're just assuming that a guy, that real estate developers are breaking into their house. Well, like, clearly this isn't the first time. No, I know. That's why I'm like, it's, yeah. It's and they're probably future. like one of the last families in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, because you see realty signs everywhere. Yeah. And Biff realty signs. You, know, you, and, mentioned, you mentioned Strickland. That's also one of my favorite jokes in the original one is when they see him in 55. It's like, oh, Jesus, didn't that guy ever have hair? <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I, I, and you know, then going into the 55 stuff, I love seeing all of these moments from the first movie from a different point of view now. And how clever they are to like, you know, cut around them and have like mm. Marty in there You can't twice. have this interaction with Marty because it will change everything, blah, blah, blah. Or the Doc one. Although I was like, Doc's like worried about, you know, uh, interacting with your past self and being in like how that could be cata- a catastrophe. And now while Biff, you know, old Biff does die going to his new alternate timeline. Well, we don't know that. Uh, it's not like actually talking to his younger self like harmed anything like in doing that obviously it caused and it, obviously the, you know giving him a sports almanac caused an issue but just meeting face to face was not that bad like yes. he even hit himself as a younger also man. Doc Brown helped himself with the right screwdriver yeah. which is yeah. super dumb <laughs> that's a dumb moment yeah I love this movie actually <laughs> so my second favorite thing is with the with Billy Zane and the three henchmen we could do this the easy way or the hard way. And they, they just, just hit him. The Billy... easy way. And I'm like, that's so good. It's pretty funny, yeah. And Billy I like Zane's how... giant hat. This is where we get uh, uh, the reprisal of uh, Marty waking up. And oh. uh, Leah Thompson is there. And this time she's got like the ginormous fake titties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they really hit you hard this time. <laughs> it's like, I, I, lo- I, love, uh, I love that where it's like, you know, in the first one, it's like, oh, mom, you're so thin and this one it's like oh you're and he's like just cannot stop looking at his mom's tits it's like oh you're so big if you had those <laughs> in 55 we'd have a different movie uh. 
No, and like, so do you think his alternate self is in Switzerland? And do you think his alternate self is like a Chet Hanks limo life pizza shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know? God damn. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh no, yeah. alternate eighty five is fun. Like he's he, got like his it's dad's so name gritty. tattooed on his chest. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> George, George McFly. I just love how like f- fucked up everything is because of Biff. Like he just allows all this horrible shit to happen. There's like mountains of toxic wastes and like yeah. <laughs> essentially Hill. It's Hill Valley is the West Coast's Tromaville. No, Hill Valley is the West Coast's Gotham. Or it's enough to drive anybody crazy. Ah, uh, it really is a society. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> John Biff was like an actual parody of Donald Trump, which is like it's funny how long that joke stuck around. Yeah, until it was no longer funny. <laughs> it's like, oh god, guys, we took the joke too far. Yep. Is it? It's, yep. It's so funny, like how like. Uh, you know, not to cut too fast, but at the end of the movie, and they're looking at the newspaper, and it's like, "Look, Doc, everything's fine now." And they're like, "You know, like Doc is no longer in a mental asylum, and he's getting to go to war, and all." And like Marty McFly and uh, George McFly selling his book. But I was looking at like the smaller headlines, Adrian. Did you ever notice there was one that said Nixon considers seventh term? Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. my god! So the Biff nineteen eighty five is the Watchman nineteen eighty five. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they bring back Red the Bomb, the former mayor. <laughs> so maybe the paradox of Biff meeting himself is what created Dr. Manhattan. Maybe, hey, you, you know, know? That maybe, could be it. maybe that's why the tachyons were, like, loose. It's like that whole thing where, like, you know, where, where when a butterfly flaps its wings, like, something else is a happening. A volcano erupts in Japan. Now yeah. I just want Dr. Manhattan to be all, like, I am tired of of this earth of all these buttons. I mean like you know in my, <laughs> in my mind Oppenheimer Back to the Future Watchmen they're all one big happy universe yeah. oh god are I mean, they not happy? happy yeah, yeah not happy, but they're a universe and also yeah. fun fact for 2015 uh, one of the kids at uh, that, that uh, Marty is like showing the you know oh, oh the yeah, baby's uh, toy thing Elijah Wood right? it's Elijah Wood in one of his first film appearances oh wow I didn't notice that yeah we forgot you to use your hands it. it's like a baby's toy that's so cute stupid idiots what do they do like what are their games do they just do it all in their minds well you know it's alternate. maybe they have connect where it's their body you're still gonna <laughs> use your hands <laughs> maybe well, this is 2015 so they're maybe, watching Twitch yeah. streams yeah. You know, like it's like that South Park episode where like all the kids don't want to actually play video games and they just want to watch PewDiePie play video games. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. You episode. don't want to, or close enough where you don't want to play with a toy. You want to watch a kid unbox that toy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There, there is an interesting like short. Apparently, I haven't watched it yet. Oh yeah, Doc Brown saves the world, and it's about how the reason why 2015 in that movie hasn't happened in our 2015, and the reason why. Is because of all the, uh, the the rehydrated food and the hover cars and hover bikes. People got like crazy obese and unhealthy. So and, it's Wally. Yeah, it became a Wally verse. Not only that, but so the Mister Fusions they all malfunctioned and a nuclear fucking holocaust happened in 2040 and everybody died. <laughs> oh my god! Everybody. Period. Period. So so. Back to the Future Two is a prequel to Wally, then. Yeah, oh, and so cool. so Doc Brown had to like stop all this technology to save the future. Precisely, man, uh, that's heavy. 
right? <laughs> I was gonna say in a Kurt Vonnegut sense of the word, he should he should be like not doing that though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> like, uh, like this is, I guess, like Back to the Future Three, Doc, where it's like, ah, fuck it. Maybe that's why we're living in such a shitty timeline is because, like, you know, we were supposed to die. <laughs> Stop him. I'm supposed to die. I think the only other movie that we have to look forward to with, like, a year is maybe 2049 watching Blade Runner in theaters again. Because for 2015, they did a re-release of the three movies in theaters. And I did that. And everybody stayed for the second one but left for the third. Oh. Pieces oh, yeah. of shit. Well... You know, some people don't deserve nice things. Yeah, right. No, no they don't. <laughs> and everybody uh, cheered. We're going to October 12, 2015. Yay! And that's it. Everybody left. <laughs> they just wanted to see that moment. And I was like, that's it? That's it's a good cool movie. Posers. Fucking damn it. Fucking posers. But no, yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, 2015, I love all of their, their technology aside from the hover car. They're like the self-drying clothes, uh, the self-tying shoes. Now, uh, the yeah. Black and Dagger hydrating flo- yeah. food thing. <laughs> oh, how cyberpunk Griff and his friends are with like yeah. a soundboard mixed into somebody's chest. Griff, Griff's gang in 2015 is your average hardcore band in 2023. <laughs> also, very diverse. Yeah. Griff's got a very diverse set of friends. Now, um, they do have the uh, video windows, which is a yeah, stupid that- idea. Oh it's, yeah, it's like a projector screen. It's like, oh, this thing's broken again, and you just lift the window, and it's like, oh, it's just the neighbor's house. <laughs> now, yeah, so it is. Um, so it is malfunctioning, and briefly, it uh, shows you a little clip from New York City, mm-hmm. and we see the twin towers. Oh, for the oh. love of God! And who should float in but upside down, not Crispin Glover? <laughs> and as he floats in, his shoes are upside down, so they're right level with the window so the two shoes (laughs) look a lot like a pair of airplanes oh my god going towards the screen right when it jiggles because the screen is broken and it looks like the image is collapsing (laughs) sound familiar oh sounds crazy anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, no, and I, so I, how about I didn't Crispin? know, I didn't know so, this was a conspiracy. So, podcast. so yeah, I love that Crispin Glover thought he was like he, he too got, good. Yeah, he was like, I want more money, and they were like, No, you're Crispin Glover. We're not going to pay you more. <laughs> I love how we get a we get a new character introduced with uh, with Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was great. Oh, needles, <laughs> needles. Yes, that's his name. Yeah, is, is he was... Biff's like son or anything? Is there any relation? No, yeah, he, that was he's one thing essentially I was thinking about how like so there's so... a generation missing. No, yeah. Like Biff's like great grandfather, old like West Mad Biff Dog Tannen was like menacing his Irish grandfather McFly, and then he's menacing George McFly, and then he's menacing his son with Griff. But apparently, luckily Marty doesn't have to deal with like a Biff of his own. It skipped a generation. Well, Biff, <laughs> yeah, but like well, Biff has to have a son because Griff is his grandson. Yeah, I guess they didn't want to do three sets of makeup. No, I know. I'm just. <laughs> but who is it? I, I do I do is like it needles. needles. Is that what you're wondering? No, I, not if it's needles. But who is it? I don't know. Is, I is guess he ne- is he well, like nice? I guess needles is kind of like the '85 stand-in for Biff, since Biff obviously is a pathetic piece of shit in '85. So yeah. like so like needles is kind of like Marty's equivalent of Biff, and and I, I love how just 
super slimy, sketchy. He acts when he hits him up to do this very illegal business deal, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, which I really don't understand what he did. I don't know, but I loved how his his uh, his boss chimes like, in. Immediately like, terminates him. McFly! Konnichiwa! Konnichiwa! Yeah. <laughs> I, I think probably just like, you know, moving money around and, it, and his card got linked to it. Yeah. yeah. Immediately, though. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, I mean, it is 2015, like, you know, here's a, Here's a question. Why do they have a fax machine built into their closet wall? Yeah, they have fax machines in every room. That was their yeah. version of the future. Why do they have fax machines in general? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> what a fucking... Like, send a text, Stupid. asshole. Yeah, let's just create more garbage, why don't we? <laughs> uh, that was a sign of affluence. Yeah. The more garbage you made. They did have Google Glasses, though. They right? did. Yes, they did. And they were taking phone calls on them, you know. It's like, I'm getting a call. Well, it's for you. Crispin Glover did besides, uh, since he didn't do Back to the Future. Wild at heart. Uh, oh, did he? Well, he's in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yep, Wild at heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Twister. Who's Wait, in Twister? He was in Twister? He's in Twister. I'm sure he's one oh. of the side losers or something. Holy sh... Wait, hold on. Twister's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's not the Twister you're thinking of. It's Twister from 1989. Oh, well, fuck oh, off. What? My bad. Yeah, you got me excited for a moment. I was like, holy fuck, do I need to go back Stupid and rewatch idiot. Twister again? My bad. That movie is terrible, though, so don't We worry. don't need Crispin oh, Glover. We need is Philip that, uh... Seymour Hoffman. There you go. What's the... Um, the disaster movie where the ship goes upside down poseidon, poseidon adventure, adventure. Yeah. so you have poseidon adventure oh 70s would you 70s, ha- 70s disaster movies is what we talked about yeah, yeah that would be poseidon adventure towering inferno and earthquake yeah that's a trilogy right? 70s disaster movies yeah but there's no 90s disaster movies yeah there oh, is yeah, there you got twister you got armageddon deep impact oh, or you, deep and, impact's and that's not even including that's not even including all the roland emmerichs yeah, oh yeah, right. which we that Sam and it, so like we did Alex Proyas for Sam's birthday in July. We uh, initially he had picked Roland Emmerich's Freedom trilogy. What's the Freedom trilogy? Why, uh, why? Of course, it's Independence Day, The Patriot, and Midway. And I was not looking forward to that one. <laughs> Me neither. Was it, Midway mid? No, Midway's actually really good. Is Nobody's it? seen it. I, I've seen it. So nobody's seen it. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Josh Hartnett was in such a bad World War II movie that he could actually just go back and do another World War II movie. And oh like, yeah! Wow! Yeah, he was Great in job, Pearl Harbor, Josh Hartnett. Right? Yeah. But um, that movie you know, sucks. There's some like technology yeah. that I and thought I miss you. Doc had created that was part of the DeLorean. Like, so we're looking at the DeLorean now. Like, I thought the hovering and the Mister Fusion things were things that he made. No, yeah, you can see it's a service that they that where they will retrofit your car to be a hover car. Yeah. yeah, did Doc invent the flight conversion or did he just have it done? He just had it done on himself. Yeah, no, they had the service being advertised, which is what it uh, was. The guy from it was the mayor's grandson. Yeah, the mayor's grandson. Uh, you doing know, that. for all the bullshit that Doc says about Marty not making money and all that gambling. How the fuck does he make his money? Because he loses all his money by the time he makes a DeLorean in the first one. It's I probably mean, we're cheap not allowed, as fuck in the future. We're not allowed to ask about how his parents made their money. <laughs> yeah. And all the bars of gold. Yeah, exactly. Just We had to melt them down into different shapes. Now, this is um, one of the coolest movie cars. Uh, let's let's go around. Like, What are some other great movie cars? I really Ecto like the one. 
Ecto one's great. Oh, definitely the Ecto one. Um, one of my favorites is the uh, V eight Interceptor from uh, Mad Max, of course. Oh, oh, yeah. so I good. love uh, stuntman Mike's Chevy Nova, the first car he uses in Death Proof with the duck on it. I l- with the duck and the skull and cross lightning bolts. Yeah, yeah, pretty dope. I love how like you know it's it's kind of like ridiculous, but. 89 Batman Batmobile is fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful, man. That's like an like iconic The wings design. and the jet turbine like engine. Front. He has to shoot a little grappling hook out to hook onto something so he can turn a corner. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, are, uh, can And then in Forever, there's a grappling hook that he drives to go up a wall. That was with Kilmer. And then, oh, wow. And oh, then, yeah. And I then that was Clooney's. Batman and Robin. No, a, Batman and Robin had Clooney the vibrator rides a motorcycle Batmobile. on a wall. Jesus. What are, what are some other good movie cars? Obviously, the spinner from Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, the, definitely. The cop cars. Yeah, the flying cop cars. Uh, does Kit count? Yes. Oh, yes. That's Kit all totally right. counts. Well, he's not yeah. a movie car, but he's a, he's a car. Pop culture car. Yes, I count Kit. Yes. What about the Volkswagen? Uh, the, the one that's alive. Hubie? Oh, uh, Herbie? Herbie. 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 Nobody gives a shit about Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Which one? The Lindsay Lohan one? <laughs> oh, that's Herbie Reloaded. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> yeah, when she like realizes that she was part of the simulation oh, all along. And, and then, of course, one that we... Well, we talked about a movie that it was featured in, but we didn't talk about the movie it's from. Uh, the Aston Martin DB5 from uh, Goldfinger. Mm. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, the Ast- Aston Martin is pretty sick. It showed yeah. up in Thunderball in the in the cold open, but that was all we got, and that was our cutoff for the uh, Terrence Young trilogy. <laughs> the Bandit car. Smoking the Smoking Bandit. The bandit. Oh, oh, the yes. fucking Trans Am. Yeah. That's a bitch of a car. That's a great car. The Bluesmobile. Oh, oh yeah, great. which and, uh, never survives, right? Like no, it, always it dies just, at it the literally end. falls yeah, apart at the end. Yeah, like they they take it right to their destination, and then it completely craps itself. And Dan Aykroyd like takes his hat off, and he looks really sad. I love great, how they have the quick movie. the quick shots to all the statues looking all upset and shocked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, the DeLorean is definitely one of the most as shitty a car in real life as the DeLorean is. The Back to the Future DeLorean it, is just. It, iconic yeah no, and it's like the cool grills in the back that are like i guess the time thrusters yeah i guess yeah. that's what causes the fire behind you yeah there you go probably yeah i'd imagine so it's like an exhaust or something well actually let me see let me see the first back of the future like delorean okay no, that, no, they it are has there. The, no it has the black little yeah that does have the big because remember it leaves the fire trails behind it even when it's in the sky no exactly. yeah no i remember the fire trails i just wasn't sure if the the big black jetpack things were that were part of it. Well, I'd I'd imagine that's probably what it is. Considering that's what uh, you know, you have the fire trails on the ground as well as in the air. So it would make sense that that's where it's coming from. But yeah, it's uh, obviously not the friction of the tires, which is what mm. we originally thought it was. <laughs> to well, to quote Doc, if you're gonna make a time machine, might as well do it with some style. Yeah, yeah. True. The, true. The car drips with style and character. Oh yeah, yeah but you know we should have made it. What? You know, we should have made it a Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> In people around, yeah. Yeah. Even up. just looking at it from the front, like the full front, like the headlights and the little grill it's got on the front just looks kind of pretty cool. Now, you know it would have been great if there was a scene where Marty was like on a bunch of quaaludes and, <laughs> and he was struggling to get into the DeLorean and then like his foot got caught on the door and then it just lifts him up. 
that was Biff trying to get out of the car at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's uh, why Doc made made the DeLorean. It was to get the best, purest drugs. Exactly. There you go. Future Quaaludes. Like, we want to get that Szechuan sauce, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't make Mulan. it anymore. <laughs> that Mulan McNugget sauce. That's my, that's my arc, Marty. And then, you know, of course, we get... Um, another fantastic cliffhanger at the end of this one because it's like the end of this movie is fucking this wild. is one of my favorite yeah. endings like with the rain and everything and it's like, like let's let's actually real quick let's talk about that whole last act real quick because it's like you know you have marty running around in the background being chased by biff's goons while he's also on stage ripping off chuck berry how did he change clothes so fast yeah right <laughs> i i like uh i like how he's uh he kills biff's uh friends by crushing them with all those heavy sandbags yeah and they're dead straight <laughs> yeah, up dead canonically they're dead and then, and then, of course, Which is why Biff is so scared in the future all the time. He doesn't have any support. <laughs> and, and then you, and then you have the great uh, moment where uh, he's uh, he's following Biff on the hoverboard, like he's hanging onto the side of his car, and you're in that ginormous long tunnel. Which is so cinematic. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that tunnel. And then we get the reprisal of the manure in, yeah. in this one when he hits the same manure truck again. Which Why like, is there all this manure in the middle of town? I don't know, but he's the cabbage man of this reality. Yeah, he is the Avatar cabbage <laughs> My man. manure! But no, and then, you, you know, the ending of this, you know, they burn the book and it's all better. The headlines change. But then Doc gets fucking zapped into oblivion by lightning. It's like, yeah. holy shit, what? I know, and for like almost no reason, the, they set up that the time machine is malfunctioning. So he hits the dashboard and it like is like 1885 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, they're setting it up and it's like, it is cool because the lightning is what, you know, it was the whole plot point of the first movie. So And now it's like the same lightning storm that is fucking the, that was helping them is now fucking them. But like the sudden arrival of the mailman, who's pl- I forget I don't know his name, but he's played by the guy who Shooter McGavin hires to fuck with Adam Sandler in Happy Gilmore. He's like, "Oh, you jackass, you yeah. suck." Same guy, <laughs> <laughs> jackass. But no, yeah, it's it's like you know, in the moment before the guy arrives, though, it's just like you see the time machine just get vaporized. It's like, oh fuck. What's he gonna do now? I know he's got the walkie-talkie. He's like, "Doc, come in, Doc." You just see like the little string of flags, like uh, yeah, just that he got down. hopped up on with the with the car. It's it, it's so great. It's it's such a great cliffhanger. Like, what the fuck is gonna happen? And then yeah, the uh, Western Union guy shows up, and, and it's like the setup where you think he's gonna blow him away. Yeah, <laughs> which like you know, if Marty was a kid from. 2023 and like a guy tried to do that marty would have blown his fucking head off stand your ground yeah dude it's like oh no doc i shot a mailman for no reason (laughs) uh i like he he talks about how they they were all had bets going on in the office whether this guy was actually real (laughs) yeah but no, and, it, and it's cool, you know, like I, the idea is like, oh, wow, he got sent back to the Old West. And then we go right into the ending of Back to the Future 1, where we see Marty get zapped back to 85. and ZZ Top is there. Yeah, well, hold on, we'll, 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 we'll cross that bridge. Yeah, we'll I mean, dub- they, ZZ Top is in the preview that they showed. We'll, we'll yeah, double back true. again soon. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do wonder if there's like, you know, like how long have those bets been running in that mail room? Yeah, and what, you know, what's the like pool Are there like generations of 
bet uh, of bets going on. What's the pool up to now? Dad. Is it just like insane? And what about inflation? You know, yeah, like, like someone like someone back in like the eighteen hundreds put down twelve dollars. Someone put down a nickel, and it's like a hundred thousand dollars now. <laughs> you, see, there's, you see, there's like a whole thing. You yeah, know? somebody somebody won, right? You know, yeah. yeah well, and it wasn't our guy. He's like, oh, looks like I lost. <laughs> Like what if what did he lose? Did he like lose his house? Did he like lose his whole livelihood? Maybe like, he thinks he just lost twelve dollars. <laughs> That's when See, we if this that. was Disney, they would make a whole prequel movie detailing that guy. Yeah, Hell, not a, not and a they movie. would call it It'd Back to the Future One. We'd get a mini series, yeah. ten episodes tops, going called, like ten called ten Time years Mail. Each. Time mm-hmm. Mail. Yeah, no, featuring but, Owen Wilson. But uh, I love wow. how you, it's like, you know, he, he gets zapped back into 85 and Doc of 55 is like celebrating in the street. And then Marty comes running around the corner again. And it's just like, I, I love how it just kind of leaves it at that. And it also, they play with the little uh, title card also where it's like to be concluded. So it's yeah. like they, that's another thing I like about like this era of blockbuster franchise movie making. We're going like, to end it. We're going to end it. I know. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Jason goes to hell the no final more. Friday. No more after that. Yep. No, but like with, with something like this, so it's like, the you last know, stand. They, yep. Jason goes to hell is fun. I, it and is. I will, I I will it. die on that. Hill. Yes, it is. I sure. used to hate it that is. movie, but it's fun. Yeah, I've grown to love it. Look, when you watch all of them, it's like that one's a highlight because it's like, hey, it certainly did something different. Yeah. We'll, we'll event. We've talked about doing a new line Friday trilogy at some point where it'd be Jason goes to hell, Jason X and Freddy versus Jason. But uh, we'll cross that Man, bridge when we come to it. <laughs> Jason X, the nanite Jason looks so fucking cool. Uber Jason. Yeah. Yes. Love that Jason. Yeah, I, I wish to God it wasn't shot on digital, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like but, early uh, digital cinematography. It's like, ouch. We got anything else to say about Back to the Future Part 2? Yeah. Um, so, you know. 9-11. <laughs> no, we've said enough about that one. No, we haven't. Are you going to release this episode on 9-11? It's, it's past that, already that time. Happens. No, I mean, when are you releasing it this year? Are you releasing it this year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we're releasing it. We do the last, we guys, do the last Monday guys. of the month. Guys, oh. this is a podcast episode about time travel. Clearly, we're going to go back to last week and drop it. <laughs> and drop it on 9-11. But I'm just going to say, uh, you know, so this kind of also goes into the next movie a little bit. But so they leave Elizabeth Shue on the porch. In of, shitty yeah. 85. In shitty 85. But she's going to be magically okay along with, their, along with Doc's dog. No, and it's like, yeah. It goes like, into the next one. It's like, what? what is that like for her? Does she like get like peeled away and like what happens does she like thanos away and then reform or is she just forever trapped in that timeline and you're just going back to your original elizabeth shoe i like to think that so okay so they're like oh shit we left her behind there what are we gonna do oh she'll be fine everything will change while she's asleep what if when they make those changes the present day 85 what if it's almost like in dark city when the uh when they come in like what uh like the whole world just kind of reformats itself oh yeah you see like (laughs) things rearranging yeah it's almost getting into weird like stephen king langoliers shit like what what were the what were the creepy alien things in dark city called again Uh, the the, the strangers. The, the strangers. Stra- okay, okay, so it is. I the wanted strangers. to say the gentleman, but that's Buffy. Yeah, that's Buffy. No, so it's like, you know, you have the strangers come through and redress everyone to their different <laughs> their different like lifestyles and whatnot. The, the, the demolition Trump ta- 
Tower, I mean Biff Tower, and then they put back the courthouse. Biff Tower, which I never noticed until this rewatch, is built on top of the courthouse. Yep, no, it's I all. I never noticed that. Yeah, it all comes. Yeah, that's why it's like you always get these like these always crane shots through the town square where it's like each time it shows you how the town has changed in some way. I mean, it's not like the tower, I mean, the courthouse gets any better in the future. It becomes a mall. That yeah. sucks. But it still I mean, looks pretty sleek, though. Yeah, no, a mall is better than a casino, I would argue. Uh, I, I guess. I don't think it changes. I think there's multiple timelines going on simultaneously. Yeah, that's what, that's the rule. So which, That's what Doc says, right? There's... There's 1985, and then they go back, and then they have another 1985. So if they go back again, right? Because they had back. to. They're to going change. back to the original. Which means that Elizabeth right. Shue is stuck in so that reality forever. The no, but- 85 where Marty is poor still happens. The 85 where Marty's rich still happens. And then there's Biff 85. That still happens. So right? you're essentially saying we got to go back and make a multiverse remake of Back to the Future to fit oh. in with the times. Well, no, that's no a- we have to prune the timelines. No, Gale- oh. Gale- Kang the Conqueror this shit. Make it clear <laughs> that it's all a linear time thing. And there's just like it's like you make some changes in the in the few in the past. It's gonna affect your future, and that's how it is now. There's no multiples or like multiverses in the Back to the Future series. So it's all one timeline. It's all one. Well, time guess line. what? They're well, not then, gonna yeah. be alive for much longer, and then we can go back and fix that shit. <laughs> nah. Yep. That is nah. true. That's gonna suck because in our lifetime, boys, we will see Back to the Future brought back. Unfortunately, no, it's like, yeah. if we were gonna do it like right now. It would be great to get like Willem Dafoe and Tom fucking what's his name Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Holland. Everyone yeah. picks Godspeed, him for Marty. Godspeed, Marty. I, I I theorize that he modeled his whole American persona after Michael J. Fox in these movies. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a that's an interesting observation. I can see it. Yeah, I think because he's a British kid. Yeah. So it's like this is how he learns to you know be American. Yeah, to be American is like through movies. What yeah. if you watch Teen Wolf instead? <laughs> Same thing, bro. Yeah. Do we want to go ahead and rate Back to the Future too? Let's yeah. do it. This is a nine for me. Yeah, same. It's a nine. It's still good. It still holds up, and I still enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's a solid nine for me. Also, it the effects are great and still look great. The story's a little more overbloated, but I think still they stick the landing pretty great in the end. And yeah, it, it's just I think it's the most fun to revisit out of all of them. It has your favorite character. He yeah. stole that guy's wallet. I think he took his wallet. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little bit of a jerk and give it a seven out of ten. Wow! Ooh. Oh wow! Because okay. it is just so fucking bloated. Like oh, it's, it's bloated. You feel? Yeah, it, I, it is. It, it is. It is so overloaded with shit going on, but like the the ticking clock, like sort of like thing going on with it is just like it's not as clear, and it's just. It's just got too much happening. Like as neat as it is to look at, it's just too much to me. That's gotcha. fair. All right. I will say it's still fairly clever and ties in some good jokes. Yeah. And what about you? Ten out of ten. Okay. Ten out of ten. Yeah, this one's my favorite. Holy crap! Nice. I love dystopian. I love dystopian shit. I love seeing characters like really stretch to their breaking points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's Talk a... about poetic justice. You love yeah, all the no, negative it's... shit. Well, it's literally like. Um, have any of you guys seen It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, that's literally the moment in It's a Wonderful Life where he's in the graveyard and he sees his brother's tombstone. I thought it was his own. Or... No, no, it's his brother because he doesn't exist in this reality. That's right, yes, So it's yes. like, that's not true. My brother went to war. And then just like Doc Brown comes out, the angel comes out and is like, no, your brother wasn't there to save those boys because you weren't there to save Harry. This whole movie is literally It's a Wonderful Life, which is one of my very favorite movies. Huh. That is a great is, one. Which is in and of itself kind of a weird take on A Christmas Carol. Yeah. But like at some point you're going to have a moment where a character is breaking down in a cemetery and an entity comes out to be like, I'm afraid this could be your future. This is happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like this this hits a lot of boxes for me. This gets into some very Philip K. Dick territory, but it's still very fun. Yeah. And uh, I fucking love a hoverboard, man. God, yeah. that hoverboard looks good. So yeah. Fuck yeah. The 10 Barbie, out of 10. This is my Barbie favorite Back to the Future movie. It is the Barbie hoverboard. Yes. Brought to you by Mattel. Oh, shit. That's a good cosplay. A Marty Barbie. Oh, man. <gasps> no, no, no. Marty No, Marty um, Allen. Marty Allen. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Just like, yeah, kind of a beachy Marty would like the hoverboard. Yeah. Here's an interesting idea. What happens if Marty Allen goes back to the Old West? What do they do to him? They'd probably, like... Get their asses kicked. They'd use his mouth like a mop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we go back to the old west now? Yes. Yee Yeehaw. Motherfucker. Back to the future. Part three. These guys are out to get me. The McFly and Von Brown. Look, I got pictures of them with the clock they killed. They wanted to kill President Biff's great great grandfather and undid the bridge. Don't you remember the bridge named after the teacher? They took out the bridge hoping I'd have crossed it at one point while I disappeared. I think they robbed a train, too. I think my great-grandparents met on a train. One of them was a conductor. You gotta believe me. Time travelers are trying to kill me, and they went after my family. That's why they won't call me back. Oh, whatever. Just give me my pills. Just watch out for blank faxes. Something's changed then. I'm picturing Robert De Niro in the end of Irishman saying this. <laughs> that's exactly. A that's a different Scorsese picture right there. Yeah. The sad time traveler. The sad conspiracy theorist time traveler. I heard you build time machines. I do. You gotta, you gotta believe me. Uh, so, back to the future three. Oh, this one is one of my favorites out of this one. Yeah? I really? love just how, like, crazy and weird it is but it's also got a very straightforward plot in my it, opinion it yeah, still so, fits very much so with the first two they're, they're trying to yeah, yeah but it also isn't as bloated as the second it's not as bloated it's not no uh-uh. it's it's a it's a much simpler story it's like okay we're in the old west and we just we need to get out of here doc's gonna be killed in a few days by now, this bandit can we talk about how the doc keeps making deals that lead to him getting shot yeah, <laughs> he seems to have a real problem with getting shot at. Like, yeah, so like the Libyans, he they wanted Libyans a, wanted to shoot him. They, they did. They want he he they wanted a bomb. He gave them an, uh, a bomb casing full of pinball parts. And then he then he screws over Biff's gang. Mad Dog Bill Tannen, I think his name. Yeah, Mad Dog Buford Tannen. Buford Tannen. Buford Tannen. Mm. Buford. Dumb. Named after, the, Buford. Named after the checkers. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> That's why he couldn't kill him because he would 
Dart, the big Buford Checkers <laughs> restaurants. He had an affinity for manure, so when they arrested, <laughs> so when they arrested him at the end, he ended up making a sandwich with turds out of the toilet in the jail cell, because they didn't want to replicate that in real life. Because no, that's when they just threw a burger patty and ground beef. Like, oh, it's the big Buford. Now, uh, this is a Flying Lotus wait, movie. Wait, why are you talking about Checkers like that? Are, are, you sounds more like you're describing Arby's. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, that's the Arby's cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, Arby's doesn't do beef. Not anymore, they don't. Yep. <laughs> Are you guys going to do a trilogy of of fast food sandwiches? The Big Mac, the Whopper, and then you have the Big Buford, I guess? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty great. I don't know. What would you, what would be... What are the three best cheeseburgers? I like the it Baconator. Be. There we go, the Baconator. You can't go wrong with the Baconator. Baconator's really good. A triple Baconator, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The greasier, the better. Be a piece oh. of shit to yourself. Yeah. Oh, my heart stopped. <laughs> but, yeah, so it feels like, you know, if the doc hangs out without Marty for any period of time, he's going to get shot. Yeah. And yeah. also, it's really fucking funny that he sent the letter to Marty. He was like, I'm going to be just fine, Marty. And it's like, apparently, he was shot a week later. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I want to live out my retirement age in the in the West. It's a week later, he was <laughs> a dead. week later, he was shot. <laughs> and no matter what, he still saved Clara. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. Just so Doc was going to save her either way. Yeah. Would he have though? Apparently, yeah. Because yeah, remember, was, his like, beloved Clara was there on the 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 the, the tombstone that du- she was supposed to be dead. Doc oh, lines. true. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because I was about to say because. I feel like the only reason they saved her is because they just happened to be out there checking out the ravine for the use uh, for their time travel. I guess he would have been out there for another. Well, he was supposed to go and meet her. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was supposed to go out and meet her. So So I guess he he might have done that. Meeting her. But then. I guess it all makes sense. Uh, Yeah, no, because then why would Marty still know it as Clayton Ravine? I mean. Because yeah. he's still him. Because he from the changes ch- around he's him. He's still but not the original yeah, Marty. Yeah, he's still the original Marty okay, from yeah. the previous Marty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of, I do like that this movie has a joke on Marty in the beginning and in the end. Which is, Marty, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally. Those Indians won't be there when you go back in time. And then they're immediately there. And they're yeah. immediately there. And then, and then, uh, and for then they the bridge, paid off with the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I have a real problem with that. Yeah, you're not thinking fourth dimension. Yeah, I have a real problem with that. Then immediately, like, almost gets hit by a fucking train. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but... Then <laughs> <And they laughs> the Eastwood Ravine, because... Yeah. Because no, he I, died there. So exactly. I, I, I love also, you know, the uh, keeping the gag going from... Uh, from Back to the Future Two, where Biff is is with his hose in the ba- in the hot tub, and they're watching. Uh, was oh. it Fistful of Dollars? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Fistful, Fistful of Dollars. dollars. Yeah, yeah. And, and so they're watching that ending where Clint Eastwood has the plate of iron or whatever the cast iron plate under his poncho. I love that they bring that back in this, and Marty just uses that completely thinking, "Oh, this guy's not going to shoot me in the face," which would be really funny if he did. <laughs> yeah, it's really different ending. <laughs> Didn't shoot him at all though. Instead. I know it's like we could do we could really easily like do an after effects thing yeah. where like the bullet just goes into his head and then it just that's the end. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then we just get the the Larry, you know. No, but uh so like yeah, so they made this simultaneously with the first or not simultaneously like back to back with 
two, right? No, right. Sam, yeah, simul- no, they shot it simultaneously, not back to the back. They like shot them like I think it was like like both movies. They took different parts, like shooting at different times within. Oh wow, because no, I imagine much like to... Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, I imagine you have to shoot. So like you have to shoot everything in the town square, and then every time they have to do a different timeline, you have to completely rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure they saved all the cowboy shit for last because you're essentially stripping things away at that point. Yeah. yeah. So like that's probably what I would have done, and then. And they re released consecutively, like one. Uh, the second one came out eighty nine, and then the third one was in ninety. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now Mary Steenburgen, who plays Clara, has a very interesting fetish. Because Jules she Verne. also has sex with a time traveler. Not Jules Verne, H.G. Wells. Yeah, H.G. Wells. Oh, she has sex with She has sex with H.G. Wells. Oh, I thought in... her fetish was Jules Verne. No, her fetish was H.G. Wells because in, in Time After Time, she plays a woman that H.G. Wells meets in modern times oh, when yeah. Jack the Ripper steals his time machine and comes to the 70s to kill people and Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. And he meets Clara and he, he goes back in time with her. So she like... Along with Rachel McAdams, who has also twice fucked a time traveler. <laughs> huh. When did she fuck a time traveler? Uh, she was the time traveler's wife. Okay, yeah. And time after time. Oh. With Dom Hall Gleason, she fucks that time traveler too. Oh, wow. Yeah, so her and Mary Steenburgen they got a fucked thing for time, time travelers, travel. yeah. They got a thing for weird time. How many folk. tachyons do you have before I start riding you? And let me think. Outside of that, uh, Bruce Willis has traveled through time a lot. There's uh, 12 Monkeys and Looper. Okay. But 12 Monkeys is the better movie. Uh, yes. No. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a toughie. So, yeah, we're back in, in the 1800s. And, uh, yeah, this one, you know, it's it's the weakest of the three, I feel. But it is still just as fun as the other two. What do you? Why do you say it's weak? I don't if know. Don't like, it's, it's like... Do you feel the... the... It, it's the charm like has left a little bit? A little bit. Like, I kind of like the charm that the first film had of, oh, you have to, re- your mom is in love with you now, and now you got to reunite your parents so that you don't fade from existence. Right. The second movie is just fucking crazy, going all over the place. And this one, it's just kind of straightforward. Like, okay, we're stuck here. We just got to rebuild the time machine and go home. And it's like, eh, it's okay. also it's also I think the only one of the three to focus purely on Doc. Marty's yeah, Marty's a side piece in this shit. Yeah, exactly. No, it is great though because Doc is like a steampunk badass. Oh yeah, I love his like weird, sniper the weird rifles. gun he's Giant got with like the telescope on it. Yeah, no, he's got an amazing like sniper rifle, which like you know it's really it's really hard to win in Red Dead Redemption. You have to do like a special mission where you kill one of those aliens. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's got like a cool lab where he's like he made a machine that makes ice. It's got to be a spectacular waste of energy though. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like, just like he surely could have done something better. It's just so very Jules Verne and how just like wacky the technology is that he's able to make. Like like suddenly like you know this guy's got like a history of making shit that doesn't work, and yet here he is making ice machines in the 1880s. Why well, I'm like, why isn't he making any money from like you know the dog food machine or the Rube Goldberg shit that he has? Yeah, right. Like. I feel like he'd be making plenty of money at this point. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe these were like common things that like I don't know. I think the industrial thing is, revolution. I don't think he's profit motivated. 
I guess he's not. No, he he really is just mostly like wonder motivated. So yeah. this is this is eighteen eighty five. So I'm I'm a little unsure if the timeline is appropriate here, but I wonder if not for Mad Dog wanting to gun him down, would Doc have ever crossed paths with Nikola Tesla? Ooh. Uh, well, by probably David not. Bowie. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> he didn't fucking know that much about Tesla because he was so focused on Edison. One of his dogs is oh, named Edison. Oh, he was an Edison sh- simp. That's yeah, right. I remember yeah. he's got like a big picture of Edison in the background. True, yeah. Edison, yeah. it can't be true, can it? You know, whatever. <laughs> that you know. Um, the only thing I would like to bring up, it's a, another piece of trivia. I'm sorry if I'm being no, annoying no, about no. it. No, no, oh, no, uh-uh. Um, did you guys play ever Resident Evil 3 for the PS1? No, no, I did not. I'm sorry. Well, in the fucking gas station in Resident Evil 1, in a f- so really... The, is it the Jill one? Yeah. Okay, so it's Jill in the city. Yeah, when Nemesis is chasing after. So it's like the uh. same time, timeline as part two. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. In the, in, in the third game, also in part two, they show the same image of Doc, Marty, and Clara in a promotional outfit of Back to the Future 3, and it's in the wall... Of the game. Oh, like, wow. It, it's, it, but it's really bad digitized, obviously, because it's PS1 graphics. But you can but, still yeah. tell what it is. But yeah, modders did a full uh, HD seamless mod for both games using the game GameCube originals. And man, you could see the fucking picture. That's, wow. That's wow. pretty That's cool. Beautiful. Fuck, I wish this yeah. was a video part. No, I was like, show you. No, it is funny, and it's like, it's great because it's nice that they paid homage because the influence of Yeah, Back there's the even a DeLorean Resident in Evident Resident Evil so 3. Distinct. But I do, I do love the Wild West setting, though. I love, oh, yeah. like, old frontier Hill Valley. and uh, No, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that shit, you mm-hmm. know, and I love costume changes. Oh, yeah. I love that you have, like, Marty's cowboy version where it's literally the Clint Eastwood serape and everything. Yeah. yeah. But before no, like that, that, he had that banger yeah. atomic cowboy. <laughs> right. yeah. Which is like, you know, if he'd have stuck around, that look is so hot right now, you know? Uh-huh. It's like that would have been the perfect Barbenheimer so, outfit right. Marty was wearing. So, okay, so uh, bringing up uh, costume changing and multiple people and whatnot. So we continue the trend. Uh, so it started in two where we see Biff and younger Biff, like old Biff and young Biff, in the same shot with each other, talking to each other. And I love how they keep that going in this. They have Marty with uh, Seamus. And they're both Michael J. Fox, and they're both in the same frame. Doing a horrible British, uh, Irish accent. Oh, yeah, it's not good. (laughs) Okay, and you know, this is the biggest problem I have with this movie trilogy is that Leah Thompson plays his great-great-grandmother as well. That makes no fucking sense. So that that implies that they are like... Inbred. Incest. Incestuous. So, like, inbred you like later somewhere. on fucked your cousin. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Chew on that. I would have been fine had after it all. Shoe. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, it could have been Elizabeth Shue. Like, or bring back Claudia Wells in that. She was busy with her dying family. I thought she was dead already. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could come wow. back. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, oh fuck no. off! Like she's been dead already. Like. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> No, and like so that that's really dodgy. Fuck cancer, by the way, obviously. But yeah, like Michael J. Fox whole thing is the Irish one. It's, it's like, dad. You've got to oh. let. You can't be so angry. I have to take care of him. He just seems like such a nice guy. You need to look hat. at him around the baby. <laughs> I'll even give you a hat. <laughs> 
I like how he's he's eating. I feel I have to help him, Maggie. Uh, uh, What leads to his skin? He's he's eating the food and picking buckshot out of it. Which would that even? I don't I don't know. Eighteen hundreds would that still be a thing? Like the buckshot in there? Oh, I no, think it so. Be, well, that's not what Buckshot looks like, yeah. but it's for a movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so it is a stylistic thing, is the Yeah, point. no, it's not. Yeah. It's like in People okay. Under the Stairs, you yeah, mentioned People it, Under yeah. the Stairs, he's got like big, like, marble-sized pieces of Buckshot. It's like, it's not real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Buckshot. Uh, and it's like he's eating people, clearly. But since he wears his great-grandfather's hat, it's why Biff, uh, or no, Buford sees him and mistakes him. because Hey, McFly! Thought I told you never to come in here. Clearly, Buford's whole thing is like he hates the Irish. It's yeah, Buford's whole thing is that he is Yosemite Sam. I yeah, this is my favorite version of the Biff Tannen character I because love it. he it's like so you have <laughs> he's just so dip, wild. You have, you he's have a, he's, he's a borderline um, Rob Zombie character. <laughs> it's like yeah, exactly. It's like uh, the, the, in a, in an alternate timeline, this is Bill Mosley. So that's yeah, like <laughs> I ought to fuck you where you stand. <laughs> but so so it's like all our Biff characters across the past two movies are all very very similar to each other you know they're the bully they're the sleaze ball but they're all kind of sleazy bully unhinged people biff tannen or buford tannen is just like a wild west fucking badass gunslinger no and he's I think an that's actual murderer cool. he's an actual no, he murderer yeah. yeah and and i love that it is still the same actor like playing this that was also biff and griff and it's it's such a different distinct take on that character, and I love it. It's my favorite version of that character in this trilogy. And, uh, and maybe that's what doesn't always sit well about this one is that it's very cartoony. Oh, it is. It is it's like it, and you know, it's like I guess we're kind of far away from reality at this point, but it's like it's a very cartoony take on the old west. You know, I, I like when he uh, when he's about to shoot Doc with the Derringer at the dance. And Marty throws the fucking frisbee labeled pie plate and it hits Biff's hand, knocks him, and he just shoots Doc's hat off. And it's just like, woo! Yeah, yeah. Classic, flies off. Classic <laughs> stupid gag where you can get a hat shot I, off. I actually love the naming uh, scene where he's like, What's your name, dude? Oh, Eastwood. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. What a stupid, stupid name. Adding. What kind of stupid name is that? A- oh, you're Mad Dog Ten. And then they go, Oh, shit. I wonder if Clint Eastwood became a common name around that those parts. Oh, fun fact. That might be. Nice little bit of trivia that I pointed out to them also. Uh, in the drive-in theater in 1955, when he's going back into the 1800s, you can see a poster on the wall for Revenge of the Creature, which was the Creature from the Black Lagoon sequel, which was Clint Eastwood's first movie role. That's right. Wow. It's- I don't. It's literally like in the same scene where he's like, "Who's Clint Eastwood?" And it, and it and it syncs up too because Revenge of the Creature was out in 1955, so it's not like it was just there, just be there. It's like, but that's that's really that good. Have been out right then. Some fucking set designer was like, "Somebody's gonna get this." No, mm-hmm. and like that part of California, on a side tangent, it really feels like the Nope area. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. like it feels like this. All of this is like nope adjacent, obviously, because it's like the old West Town and everything in Hollywood. But uh, yeah, no, and like we're on the cusp of like the '90s resurgence of westerns. Mm-hmm. So mean, we have '80s westerns, which are a little more silly, 
like a um Lone, um or no um young guns yes young, young guns. guns with lou diamond phillips and uh fucking emilio, emilio. estevez and like yeah it's like a, there was avengers a, of young cowboys there was a wasn't there a chuck norris western also i'm sure there were many i'm sure yeah. there was somewhere <laughs> but it, like westerns hadn't come back into the forefront yet so they were still more oddities so this was kind of interesting like predating um unforgiven tombstone I mean, in my opinion, all three of these movies are basically just like all of them are different uh, nostalgia callbacks from different times. Because, you know, in 85, everyone was nostalgic about the 50s, you know, like what with um, stuff like uh, what was George Lucas's movie? American Graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah, literally. And the second one is like, you know, it's all about the sci-fi and like, oh, the future's going to be wonderful. That was a really big thing, especially with Star Wars being around. Everyone loved science fiction. And then, you know, dystopia is a Blade Runner. And the third one is all about, like, loving the Western, man. So, yep. you know, like, all these movies are basically just, like, stylistic nostalgia trips. The dream oh, yeah, of the 1890s that. is alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm but you could also kid. say in a, in, in a subtextual way, it's just a love letter to periods of cinema. Yeah, that too. I yeah. see that, too. Although the first one is, like, not as specific you know, it's like the second one and the third one deal in very specific genres. The first one is sort of an odd little thing where it's like a romantic comedy, but you don't want them to get together. Oh, yeah. That, that it's a perfect time capsule, though. That first one. It certainly one, is, yeah. It's, it's unique. It's its own thing. And then the second and third one are like, we don't know what to do. We never, we didn't think this far ahead. No, yeah. Oh, like, let's just make it a genre period specific. No, and much like a lot of movies, like including the original Halloween, like Back to the Future on its own could have been a perfect movie if there had been no sequels, you know? Like if that is all we get. Like, Well, I mean, mm. I still think that on its own... The first Back to the Future is still a perfect yeah, no, start I, to finish movie. The I first agree. Halloween is a perfect movie. Like that's what I'm saying. You yeah. didn't yeah, have to do a sequel. The, yeah, no sequels. He's saying the first is good. Oh, I thought you were saying they would have been perfect if not for. No, he's just no, wondering. They're still, they're still perfect. You can't okay. take away oh, okay. from that. Yeah, no, I'm just like <laughs> the, the very one, fact that the sequel happens. The but, third one, uh, there are some some jokes where I was like, you could have cut that. Mm-hmm. Which is them trying on the horse to get the fucking car to eighty eight? Yeah, like eight. Yeah, like eight could, horses. We, right, bro, well, Doc's of, not yeah, that. Yeah, stupid. what kind of fucking scientist are you? <laughs> it's eight horses. You know, it's not not each one's not going to produce ten miles per hour. Yeah, no, and it's like he literally he can't create gasoline. Like he created a time machine. Can't create some gas, bro. Can't create some gas, bro. I mean, I feel like making gas would be kind of hard. Yo, it'd be hard. Be hard. Be so hard. Uh. I'm gonna get shot on Tuesday. We gotta go now. <laughs> uh, I noticed also uh, two fun. Uh, so okay, so the big cameo in this, of course, is ZZ Top. Yes. they're they're the band playing in the at the uh, party in the, the town square. From the Huey Lewis to ZZ Top, we went sideways. Nah, you went up. <laughs> no, you went sideways. Women go crazy about her shop. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And the, and the single they did for the for the movie, Double Back, is an awesome song in which they actually, that's what they're playing in that scene too, just like a little old West rendition of it. Yeah. but uh, So that's the big cameo. But I also did spot two character actors that are kind of like in way smaller roles or it's like kind of like Leo Leo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's like, oh, oh, I see him. <laughs> the first one is uh, in uh, at, at the party. 
Um, is it the cult salesman? The cult salesman is Burton Gilliam, who was also in Blazing Saddles. He's That's like a, one of the overseers. Yeah, he's like, oh, come on, guys. How about a, a song? <laughs> Don't you know Decamp Town Ladies? Yeah. <laughs> and then the second one is much later in the film. It's uh, Richard Dysart, who played uh, Copper in The Thing, who gets his arms bitten off by the oh, yeah. oh, guy's shit. chest. Yeah, he plays the barbed wire salesman that Doc is talking to at the bar uh, when he's all like heartbroken over uh, Clara leaving yeah. him, and and then he's on the train later on, ta- uh, we're sitting conveniently right behind Clara. <laughs> There's also um, uh, one of the saloon dudes uh, is played by Bat Buttram. Uh, he was the sheriff of Nottingham from the Disney Robin Hood. He's got that. Iconic <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, voice. you're gonna be branded a yellow belly coward yeah. <laughs> for the rest of your days. Yeah, great, great. I know it's like a lot of character actors. Like you got to do if you're having a western. Pretty much. I remember watching also like in uh, in the making of for this years ago that like apparently like. Uh, when word got out that the third Back to the Future was going to be a stunt, uh, was going to be a uh, a western, like all the Hollywood stuntmen were like super on board immediately, like vying to get the jobs to work on Back to the Future three. Because yeah, like you were saying, we hadn't really had the a resurgence western. of westerns yet, so it's like westerns weren't really things. So. All you these think? guys like, oh wow, we get to do all these cool like western stunts, like jumping from horses and trains and shit. Like fuck yeah, sign us up. You know, young who... Keith David from Nope was like, I finally got a job, Dad. You know who uh, <laughs> who else wanted to be in this movie, guys? Which hmm. was turned down. Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. I didn't know. I just was like, oh that. thank God. Oh really? Yeah, really. Ronald Reagan wanted to be like, well, I want to play the role of the mayor of the town, please. Well, okay, so like, this is no. 1990. So, yeah, so he's out of the White House at this yeah, point. He's so, yeah, he's out of the White House. He could have vice, done it. Like, yeah, yeah. His vice president is in charge now. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah, that's right. H-W. <laughs> that would have been horrible to shoot. And, like, yeah, he can't act for shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he was such a fan of the first one. He was like, oh, I want to be in this movie, boys. Isn't it funny that I'm president? That would have been crazy. <laughs> you know, were president, Ro- Ronald. What? You know what would have been better Who instead said of getting that? Ronald Reagan. You, since it's the timeline would sync up, you get Phil Hartman in there playing Ronald Reagan to play the mayor. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. That would have been funny. Hi, everyone. It's me, the mayor of Hill Valley. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> now, you know it would have been great because he was also a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. It's like, George, I should play the evil emperor. <laughs> That's a little too on the nose, Ronnie. Power, power, Luke. Unlimited power. <laughs> yes. Yes, let the hate flow through you. <laughs> uh, your but faith no. in your friends will be your undoing. This is this is a fun one though. Like, now this is a shitload of fun, and it's like, how do you feel about Doc passing out after one drink? I mean, that's, that was funny. Yeah, it's funny, but <laughs> it's accurate. also the most like cartoony joke, and it's like, yeah. You then they pour like searing hot coffee into his mouth. You know, I think oh, no, they, no, they oh, made no. a specific drink. It's, oh, you, it's wake, wake up, up juice. juice. Wake oh, up yeah, juice. yeah, yeah. It's like hot, different hot sauces, peppers, coffee, probably some fucking crude Not oil. He should have shit his I, pants immediately. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to try it. Well, there's like, oh, oh no, no thank you. I can show you. I could show you this video of hangover cures that'll make you really want to die. 
<laughs> what is the the oyster where it's like it doesn't actually have oyster in it, but it's like Worcestershire hot sauce and like some other shit. Oh, that yeah. sounds terrible. Is but that how you say it? Like Worcestershire. All I keep but thinking yeah. about is the Kenny episode in South Park. Where Which they, one? They turn into zombies and they get healed when they get the Worcestershire <laughs> Now, another thing is... Um, so... People's immune systems are horrible in the 1800s. That's correct. Yeah. Do you think that Doc and Marty are carrying around casual germs that are just killing weak children everywhere they go? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, Jesus, here, I didn't not, think I'm, about that. Hell, they're probably being carriers for old germ, for old diseases that were forgotten at yeah, this point. Yeah, diseases Which, that shouldn't kill people anymore. Imagine, though, uh, you know, the, you're, you're onto something there. They bring back diseases, you know, germs from 1985, even from 1955. Doc just sneezes in the face of a poor child who then dies. And that family, that that child's bloodline would have gone on to create a better infrastructure for the building for the twin towers that would have avo- oh avoided them God. from being, <laughs> being destroyed so easily. <sighs> Fucking full circle, this shit. <laughs> you know, you know what, you guys. <laughs> what? Yeah, I thought that this was the one movie that didn't nope dip into 9/11 at all. But yeah, here it Back is. Back to the Future. That's what we love. It it keeps the threads keeps going the through the whole. Go, yeah. It, if it sets a thread up in the first movie, you bet your ass it's going to carry it to the third one. This no, film and, is know, dedicated to the brave Mujahideen. We gotta we gotta <laughs> hand it to the we gotta hand it to the two Bobs. <laughs> they were ahead of their Bob time. Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale. They, they both got hit with the plane Maybe of that's Hollywood. All Bob yeah, they were, tw- they were twin geniuses late. hit by the twin planes of inspiration. <laughs> twin Bobs. Yep. Hey, man, maybe that's and all Spielberg, Bob is. Spielberg was, the, in us all. Now, Spielberg was the George W. Bush that made it all possible. Now, the real <laughs> question is, who hit Bob Seven? Oh, shit. <laughs> Bob Iger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so and um so Claire likes to fuck time travelers. I yeah. said that. Yes. I, I like to help like this. I don't I don't, I don't mind her. I don't I mind don't, her. I, I think she's odd. I don't I don't know if I like the love at first sight. It's trope. really interesting because like she's also thirty five and he's like sixty, so it's so, like so that kind of yeah, that kind of yeah, just weird. goes back a little to the car, a little overly cartoonish yeah. vibe of this one. It's well, it's like, like we wanted. So it's this weird thing with like anytime you have a character in a movie that's like not single, that's like single. It's like okay, well in the sequels he has to get together with somebody, you know? Like the love at first sight thing makes sense for marty's mother in 1955 because she's a fucking horny teenager and yeah. here's this man no, they even the name, that like your, they even your named the is. condition oh it's florence nightingale syndrome yeah, exactly they named the whole thing so. so it's like but like clara you know is in her 30s and like i don't know it just doesn't well, like she's clearly she's just lovesick you know she's not like been with anybody and he saved her life she's like a huge nerd true yeah that does no, and he can read and stuff. I think yeah, the, he's sophisticated. I think yeah. a part of why I have so much nostalgia and enjoyment for this one is not only because I enjoy westerns a whole lot, and uh, I think the plot's also a little straighter. I think it's also because I grew up watching the cartoon show, um, and the cartoon show pr- was very prominent with 
Clara and Doc's whole family going on adventures. See, like not I so much with Marty. Jules and Vern. See, I've still never watched yeah, any of the episodes kids, of the Jules show. Jules and Vern. That's the dumbest name since what Harry Potter named all his kids. No, Severus Albus Al- Al- Albus Severus. Albus Severus. I'm gonna make fun of Skywalker that kid. I'm bully was that like kid. still pretty stupid. <laughs> Albus Severus Skywalker. <laughs> Jones. Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones. And the Dial of Destiny. Out now. No, wait, not anymore. Flop. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the costume designer for uh, part three and part two, uh, it went on, uh, you know, she, she also was the costume designer for all the Indiana Joneses, including Dial of Destiny. Oh, wow. So she's still working to this day. I did not mind Dial of making Destiny. Tri- making sequels did to we need it epics no we didn't needed but you know what a movie is now in front of me that is indiana jones 5 so i'm totally gonna watch it <laughs> and i didn't dislike it it's entirely a, this is jurassic world all over again no. no no it's not because they're not getting more indiana jones movies out of him so, so here's here's jules or Vern pointing at his crotch and telling Elizabeth Shue to like... And this is in the final cut. Yeah. Because it was like, they, they only had notice. the one take. Oh, wow. Huh, look at that. I never noticed yeah. that before. Yeah, look. What a weird fucking kid. Yeah, yeah, no, and that kid that kid robbed several convenience stores. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's a senator now. Aw. And he was on the wrong side. I Man, won't say what? which side that is. Because you can't, you can't know my politics. <laughs> I'm thinking of weird kids, and the only other kid that I could think of is the Nirvana kid from Nevermind, who was like, I'm okay with everyone seeing my dick, and then like five years later, let me sue. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, oh, 180. I guess you need money. I just know that the kid <laughs> who played not? Danny Lloyd in The Shining is doing just fine. Is he? Yeah. Oh, cool. He's a, yeah, Talk he's about a... another Lloyd, Jake Lloyd, poor kid. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. Talk about Star Wars, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Corey Feldman's ever going to do a Friday sequel where he's super old. I doubt it. It'd be fun. I'd watch it. My yeah. favorite bit with Corey Feldman is when they're interviewing him for the Friday the Thirteenth box set, and he can't remember what movie franchise he's he was in. He's like, "Oh yeah, I grew up loving Halloween. It was great." Wait, what? Oh, oh no, this Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, I love those too. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's sure. He's on drugs. <laughs> uh, he's entitled. He can be on drugs. I mean, <laughs> he's been through a lot. Doesn't mean you should be. <laughs> But uh, no, th- this is great though. Uh, this one, this one is a lot of fun. I love uh, the uh, the idea of oh, cool, you saved Doc, but now you're gonna get fucking killed in a few days. Yeah, it's like, why is there still a tombstone here? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just a blank tombstone somebody decided to put up for no reason. I know. It's like, yeah, we got to leave this tombstone here just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get. Uh, I um, the, my favorite thing is the train. The train is great. Like that like I love the idea of pushing the DeLorean to 88 miles an hour. Like just looking at your uh model of the of the Back to the Future 3 DeLorean, like I love how they retrofit it with the railroad uh wheels. And the adorn- and, and the, the the detail of dust is great too. Oh yeah. No, but I love um I love though how uh they're they're like kind of inter- they're interrogating the the train conductor at first, like oh who yeah, conveniently have... they rob later. So it's yeah. like, gee, I wonder who did it. That, like, that oh, conductor yeah, we... really should have known more about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, we like... just have a little bet going, so we just need this information. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like immediately. He should have known that they were gonna try to rob him. <laughs> it's, I mean, maybe it was his first day. <laughs> 
but no, and that whole the whole train ending is just so great. Like I love them climbing all over the outside of the train to get into the DeLorean. You have Clara showing back up. How many dummies of Clara did they have to make for this movie? Oh god, yeah, there's a great dummy, dummy of her on the, on the carriage when yeah, she's, she's like, <laughs> oh yeah, because it's it's just a horse drawing a carriage with like a stand up dummy. So it's like she's a little floppy, but yeah. she's that clearly look, got like a broomstick or something to keep it kind of stable. That looks so funny. <laughs> and then they had to make a, a like I a, love dummies so much like anytime you see a dummy really clearly a totally horizontal dummy to f- when she's like flying back like straight back yeah, yeah that's so tiny funny from the train like olive oil shit no and you know what <laughs> one of my one of our favorite cinematic dummies is in the godfather oh, like yeah. oh, you can kind of see when like michael's wife in in uh italy gets blown up like oh. her her dummy gets like just shoved out of the window like <laughs> like you kind of see just like the floppy arms and everything and the fluff my yeah. fate my favorite dummies are in two obscure Italian horror movies. You got one in Dr. Butcher MD where this guy jumps out of the win- top story window of a hospital. They show like the footage of the guy jumping through the window and they like threw glass after him, but then they cut to a shot from the window he jumped from and you can clearly see they just dropped a stiff mannequin uh, down and when it nothing hits, better than a mannequin falling but when yeah. it hits the ground the arm pops off and shoots across the courtyard and then they just cut to the shot of the actor with like a little fake blood on him down below <laughs> that's one of them but then i also love the dummy they use in nightmare city where at the very end they're on the top of a uh hill on a roller coaster a helicopter is going to come take them out the zombies are showing up but then the helicopter swerves and the main leading lady of the movie falls out of the helicopter and they cut to a shot from the helicopter of a dummy, uh, uh, another cheap mannequin just clanging around inside the supports of the fucking roller coaster. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> but uh, the train scene, he's also got super duper special, the super logs. fast, like, I don't even know if they're logs. They look like big balls of yarn I can buy at Target. Yeah, no, they're supposed to be like super combustible so that they help burn the fire extra fast. Which is so cute. And, and fast and hotter, too. Well, that's hotter equals faster. He, he oh, can yeah. invent super log starters, but he can't make gasoline, I guess. Yep. <laughs> what a bitch. Some things that only those geniuses that the oil companies can do. Uh, but um, when it comes to this movie, also, we just get all the full circle of all the jokes. Like, I think mm. one of my favorite jokes that I realized in hindsight is that he gives, a, that he borrows something from. Uh, from a kid and then he gives it to the kid so like first one it's the the scooter he turns into a skateboard mm-hmm. second one is the hover scooter he turns into a hoverboard but he gets to keep that and then this third one he doesn't use his cult revolver and gives it to a kid no he gives it to Seamus. he gives it to he gives it to his great-grandfather and tells him to sell it no. i'll buy it for a new hat he doesn't give his gun to a kid yeah <laughs> oh, I have that note there. there's a matt there's a matt barry song about that where he gives he gives a kid his gun and the kid blows his face off <laughs> i will say i will say though don't uh, make me feel bad because i know i will say though that one trope from the past two movies i was kind of bummed out we don't get as much in this one is the uh uh, town square like that whole action sequence well it's we like, do except he gets hung well yeah no that's what i'm saying it's like you know like they start to do it and then it just cuts short like super abruptly it's like oh no they're gonna just hang him in the middle of this courtyard well, that's like you know 
1985 versus 1955, you got some moves. Yeah. But 1855, you are way out of depth, mister. <laughs> this is Cormac McCarthy times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no skateboard that you could do on that ground. Yeah, you're lucky they didn't just shoot you in the face. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, or just like beat you to death. Yeah. It, it could have been a little smoother, though. I, I, I do see where Briggs is coming from. No, Because it know. was a little... No, and it was just like, it was much more like, let's do it Cowboys. You know, let's just be cowboys in this one. It's fun. We're dressing it. up. Crazy cowboys. He still and crashes into a manure. Weird, loosely wagon. steampunk shit. Like the steampunk DeLorean at the end. Oh. Yeah. Or the steampunk the, fucking the train. train. I do love... That's the, the train. train is awesome. The time, yeah. the time train is very... Did you guys ever go to Universal Studios? Yeah, they used to have it. There. Yeah. They still yeah. have it. Yeah. Oh, okay. they still do? Yeah, I think nice. uh, I was there for Halloween Horror Nights last year. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they still have the train out there. The train and the DeLorean. Yeah, because that's... I mean, Universal would be stupid to let, to get rid of that. Yeah. We get a nice arc with Marty where he finally learns to step away from confrontation when goaded. Oh, yeah. So that that's, whole chicken thing. Yeah, that's something they introduce in the second one is he doesn't like to be called No, he doesn't chicken. like it in the first one either. Well, where do they where bring that, that up in the first it one? It doesn't though? arc. That's what I'm saying. They close that arc. Well, but they start the arc in the second one because they don't do that in, in the, the first, first one, one. He does freak out about being called chicken. He says, nobody calls me chicken. Where did they Where? do that in the first Biff one? Biff calls him a chicken. That's why he's about to beat him up in the cafeteria. That was... Wait, what? Fuck. Does That's it... the whole point. Is like he can't Because he can't stand being called a chicken, he makes himself look more attractive to his mom. And they changed it in the third one to yellow. Oh, yeah. yeah. To yellow. <laughs> what are you, yellow? Nobody calls me yellow. Yeah, that doesn't roll off the tongue as no. great. Yeah, <laughs> no, and like, but yeah, it's like because he finally learned to avoid confrontation, he's not, he doesn't get into a huge fucking car accident with a rich person. And oh, yeah. Needles does. <clears throat> yeah. Well, well no, no needles, needles avoids him, but the point is Marty doesn't. So he like saves his whole future. Which I'm know? also like, if Doc was willing to save his kids from going to jail, why didn't you save the most disastrous, like, why don't you stop the most disastrous event of my life? Yeah, exactly. Why, fuck them kids. Help me instead. Help me, Doc. Maybe I won't even have these shitty kids. <laughs> <laughs> these weird, horrifying clones of myself. Dad? Mom? Is Doc the villain? <laughs> he could be. He is. He's a Nazi. Oh. <laughs> I didn't see Nazi. that coming. Uh, yes. Now I am become Death, the Destroyer of Worlds. <laughs> Wait, what? Bhagavad Gita. Oppenheimer... What? Yep. <laughs> I don't, I'm just along for the ride. He's sometimes, your friend. <laughs> sometimes science is bad. Really? Wink. wink. Anyway. Whoa. Well, theory will only take you so far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, so there's nothing nuclear about the time machine anymore after they switched over to Mr. Fusion? Correct. Yeah, yeah so... You don't okay, need... so I guess the train could run it over without causing like a massive explosion. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, true. Oh, that would have been just the most catastrophic thing ever. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Hill Valley went up in a nuclear cloud one day. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back right at that moment. Oh Christ, I forgot. <laughs> oh shit. Oh Marty, this is gonna be a mess to fix this time. <laughs> Marty? Where where are you? <laughs> Marty! He just comes back and it's just a wasteland. I don't think any of you guys have read uh, the Stephen King book about the guy trying to stop the Kennedy assassination. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, have you read that one at all? Or seen no, the show? I saw the show. Oh, the show's pretty good. The show's good. Like, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's, me neither. So a guy tries to stop the Kennedy assassination, and it's like this really brutal thing where he goes through all the shit to like stop him, and then 
of course, like, the future is, like, completely fucked after that. <laughs> so he's got to go back in time and, like, assassinate Kennedy. Kennedy. Well, he has to let Kennedy die, but yeah. No, oh, is it like that, uh, is it like that American Dad episode? Where <laughs> like... The, the, oh, where he he stops uh, John Hinckley from, uh, or no, yeah, he stops Martin Scorsese from making Taxi Driver. Yeah, <laughs> so he has to try to assassinate Ronald Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, maybe. <laughs> um, in regards to the third movie, is there something you wish they tackled on a little more? Or, like, did a little more in the third movie? Or you think it's fine as is? I think it's great as is. Yeah, I think think for what it is, it's fine. Like, I mean... I would have been fine with more Strickland. Sheriff Strickland. Oh, God, I forgot to mention. I love Sheriff Strickland. That was so fucking amazing. I like that he's always an authoritarian. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys see the deleted scene where he dies? No. Yeah, there's the deleted scene where he dies and his son's like, Pa! And he's like, remember, son. Discipline. Discipline. (laughs) Wow, is that real? That's a real deleted scene, yeah. Huh. Holy shit. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, just like for no reason he gets shot by like some of Buford's gang. Wow. Hmm. That's But yeah, he's dressed like Doc Holliday. Yeah, which is pretty cute. Or not and Doc he Holliday. has hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Strickland has hair finally. Yeah. yeah. No, it is a, yeah. Long locks. Would have been funny if his last lines were like, remember, discipline, don't be a s- slacker. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to remember one word, son. What is it, Pa? Slackers. <laughs> you probably would have used a different word back then. <laughs> I'll bet you. Um, I'll bet you folding money. Yeah. Is uh is it time to rank it? Let's or do rate it? it. I think so. What do you think, Adrian? So I'm gonna go with an eight. It's a little I do agree with you guys, it's a little too cartoony compared to the first two. I mean the second one's kinda heavy. It by, is by comparison. So that's maybe maybe that's why it has so much levity by comparison. The second one is so much darker than the than the it's it's like their Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It it, it literally is. Maybe that's, like yeah, maybe it has the same ending as Empire Strikes Back, where like, oh no, we're separated, but we'll find each other. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like it, because Re- Re- Return of the Jedi is my favorite in the Star Wars trilogy. Also, had that great part where, like, old future George chopped off Marty's hand. Yeah, that that, that was a pretty weird bit. That <laughs> I they know, that out. was weird that they chopped off his hand and then, the, then just the hand disappeared. <laughs> but uh, that's why I also give part three an eight out of ten. Yeah, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go eight out of ten. Also, it's it's fun. It is still absolutely fun, and a it, for what it is, it is a perfect cap to this story. But yeah, the other two are just on a such a different level. Agreed. And it, yeah, it, this is still technically the weakest one. Yeah, in my opinion, Sam, you disagree. But. Yeah, second one is my opinion the weakest one. Third, but the first one is just the strongest out of all. Yeah, that's banger. And what about you? I give it an eight out of ten. Ah, so eight. Ah, so we're all eight across the board. Eight, eight. No, because like in terms of threes oh my god double eights twice this is the ultimate nazi propaganda now yep my god here we go jesus come for us internet make all your friends watch and listen make all your friends listen so that they can hear how shitty we are (laughs) if you hate us spread the word <laughs> Tell your enemies about us if you don't like us. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Well, uh, thanks Justin for having Royland me on. For well, this, but well, before we're before we're done with that, we gotta rank this, rate this whole trilogy overall. Like, what yeah. are we gonna give this one? I feel like I know let's what you're him, gonna give this one, but ten. Yeah, 
10. I, I, I think I'll also give just as a whole a, a solid 10. Like, it is just such a fun watch. It's one of the few trilogies that we've crushed in one watch, like, just in a day. Like, what is it, six hours? Six, six yeah, and a half? Yeah, yeah. Like each like, one was under, like, two hours. Yeah, so it's, it's so beautiful. Between six and seven. Like, it's... And it flows so great from film to film, yeah. too. And it's still... You know, while three isn't perfect, it still feels like a satisfying conclusion. So, I yeah, I give it a 10 also. What about you guys? Sam? Well, uh, I will give this a 9 out of 10, in my opinion. Like, the whole trilogy you give it a 9? The whole trilogy. Nine. Okay. I like, mean, that's a good... Because there's not a whole lot of, like, great trilogies that you could just watch and just, like, enjoy thoroughly. Like, you know, there's always, like, the ones that are at the end, like Godfather... Or, yeah, that's uh, the one everyone like. I feel everyone goes to, and it's the most accurate one. Well, that's also the, Terminator, yeah, Matrix Sp- Three. X-Men. I don't. I don't think three. Well, oh, cons- I, I like Revolution. Well, I like Revolution. Considering too. what four is, three so much <laughs> oh, better. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, four sucks. And then you got trilogies where it's like bad in the middle. And while I don't think the middle one is great, I think that this is one of those trilogies that I think people could like easily sit back and watch, binge down. And just get like a similar feel and enjoyment all the way through. Now I know there's some that probably won't like agree. Like I know that I I saw the clip with Dan Harmon. Uh, like he was like in the Back to the Future like. And he's like, don't make me say that Back to the Future Part Three sucks on your documentary. <laughs> no, no, he was talking about Back to the Future Two. Oh wow. Yeah, he said, don't make me talk about Back to the Future Two. It's just so messy and like unnecessary. Yeah. Well, what Harmon about- can fuck off. Wow. What, what about you? What do you what do you give the whole trilogy? I give it a ten out of ten. Yeah, it's a solid trilogy. It's, it's a one good of the watch. Classics. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's probably one of the only trilogies you really can just sit down and watch all the way through, and it is a pleasant experience because we did another trilogy recently that we did burn through in a day, and it's like, well, that was great. I wouldn't call it a fun experience. Yeah, that was so, the Riddick thing. No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> so we, uh, so as you know, obviously this is September. We got October coming up, and we always hit you with two episodes for October, and we've got two very, very monumental, important anniversaries coming up in the horror genre this year. Oh, shit. So tackling the first one, uh, the first episode for October is one that I, well, actually, I recommended both of these trilogies, and they selected them both, so cool. But the first one we did is we are celebrating the 55th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead, and we're revisiting the Romero Living Dead trilogy first in October, Shit, which is... they're coming to get you, Briggs. Yeah, it's Night of the <laughs> Living Dead. We watched the extended cans cut of Dawn of the Dead, and, of course, my favorite zombie movie of all time, Day of the Dead. That's... Not gonna lie, that's a bold take. A lot of people like to go dawn, but you went day. Oh as yeah, your favorite. Fuck. Yeah, especially I got, maybe I should the director's it, cut. <laughs> oh, there's a director's original. cut. Well, the director's day? cut of Dawn of the Dead sucks. That nah, doesn't suck. I it's know. just there's more to it. But it's no, busy. there's a couple extra scenes. I I know this is like off topic, but since I have you here, how do you feel about Snyder's Dawn? I love it. Oh, Same. Great. Like it's not it's that- amazing. And Gunn wrote it. I and thought it was so great. like so like yeah, with James Gunn wrote so like it, yeah. I'll I'll get into this more when we when we yeah, actually yeah, 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 do obviously. the episode. But I actually my first exposure proper exposure to Dawn of the Dead 
either version was at the same time. I remember buying both versions at the Borders at the Sawgrass Mall. Wow. Uh, what, I bought a, what, them. what a way to date yourself. I know, right? Oh, shit, Borders. <laughs> this was this was in 2005, I think, is when I saw Damn. it. And so I they had them both, so I bought them both, and I watched them both on the same day, and just I fucking loved both of them. And so I love this trilogy. This is... Pr- arguably probably my favorite trilogy in all of horror like i i probably need to think about it a little more before making uh, standing firm on that claim but romero is just such a humongous influence for me and these movies are just fucking perfect three in a row but this isn't obviously what he was trying to say wasn't a fun experience that sounds fun night oh dawn no and it's, day? it's a, i was just saying compared to back to the future oh yeah back, compared to back to the future not exactly a, a yeah no, it's that's doom true. and gloom back to the future is fun for the whole family <laughs> it's optimism and then you have the Dead romero trilogy. and it's like oh god it's it's just would have been get funny worse. if there was one timeline. It's like, oh, oh, Marty, this is the zombie timeline. <laughs> time to time to go into like the darkness again yeah. after coming out into light for a little bit. And then we have we have our second one for October, but we'll uh, we'll save that one for the end of the dead episode because it's a Ooh. pretty big one. That's what we call a classic radio tease. Has there ever been a time travel zombie movie? I don't think so. Not yet, but you because I was it. just thinking like because we got a couple. There's a slash movie coming out called Totally Killer, which is a what is it t- called? Totally Killer. Oh, I have heard. I've heard and the it's title. Like a woman, yeah. like uh, her mom, was a survivor of this massacre in the '80s, and she gets transported back in time. So she has Whoa. to like meet up with her mother as a teenager to try to survive this killer. That sounds fucking awesome. Wow. No, and I'm like, yeah, it's like so slashers and time travel have always had like a little bit of overlap. Mm-hmm. Like time crimes is an mm-hmm. obvious one. Does time um, after time count? Sure. Yeah. No, it's Jack the Ripper, uh, dude. Honestly, yeah. I would. I would also throw the first Terminator into into Fuck, that as yeah. well. The yeah, first yeah, Terminator yeah. is essentially Halloween with yeah. like a science fiction yeah, exactly. plot line to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so and Happy Death Day. The oh, second yeah, one here absolutely. deals with that a lot more. And so it's like, yeah, like I've, I, we got to have more fun with time travel. Yeah. It's uh, it's just hard because well, China then you doesn't could, let you do it. You could have that it. the scientists say, oh, we don't have a cure for the virus. We have to go back to where the virus originated. Patient zero. Exactly. That's, yeah. Well, that's like a really exact, yeah, there's a lot of things you could do with that. But a juicy light year? No, that's the Buzz movie, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really want one person to see that movie so I can just bitch about it with them. But like, it's got a stupid, stupid time travel twist to it. Oh, God. And I keep meaning to check it out, but you keep saying, don't watch it, Sam. You should it, watch it. Okay, so now I can watch it? He's giving Watch you it. permission. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bitch. He just wants someone to suffer as he has. <laughs> All right, I'm going to drop. So we could just say our following. So yeah, Adrian. Oh, like, where can where we can like and follow you? you? Uh, I'm on Eagle and Wolf Podcast, which is a fan podcast dedicated to Resident Evil and other survival horror on Spotify and Google Podcasts and iTunes. Wherever you're listening to this is also where you'll find us. You just like reviewed um, the Dead Island movie. I was listening to that one. Was it Dead uh, The Resident... Game? Dead Island? Or... Oh, was it a game? Uh, it's like a Resident Evil oh, 2 Oh, no, add-on. Death Island, the, the shitty movie. Okay, it is a movie? Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a new animated movie. It was pretty bad. Oh, okay. so that's yeah. so that's a movie then? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, okay but it sounds re- like a movie. There's Dead Island, the game, and yeah. then there's Resident Evil Death well, no, Island. Animated well, no, Resident I... Evil movies tend to fucking suck. They're awful. Opinion. I like, don't know the last. No, ne- just the Resident last, Evil movies. The you last. Just, I like yeah. the last Netflix one. I, I thought that one was pretty. Oh, decent. the show. The no the the animated CG animated one they put on Netflix. The oh the four parter. Yeah, hated it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, I just hated the, how the villains, the same, Leon, I'm going to be this big monstrous entity and I'm going to somehow still speak perfect English. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about how like it's so many, it's turned into like an animization of yeah, like, dude. the characters. And like, all these characters, like you throw them across like five city blocks and they hit their spines against cars and shit. And they're the car's fine. perfectly dented and they get up and they're like, all right, let me just shoot this bazooka like nothing. But yeah, so, it's like so, they turn into Dragon Ball Z characters. Yeah, like, fuck. But I, so Death Island is a movie then because I remember I yeah, just finally got my PS5 going and when I was on the PlayStation store, I saw that and I thought at first it was like an add-on, like a DLC thing right. for Resident Evil 2. So. Oh, no, no, no. It, but it is the first time in canon Jill Valentine meets Leon Kennedy and they do that in less than 30 seconds. Oh. <laughs> they have this little stupid superhero fight where they're shrouded in darkness. They don't know who it is. And then they're, pull- oh, I have a knife. I have a gun. We both pull it on each other. Just like every other character introduction in fucking superheroes. And they're like, oh, you're Jill Valentine. Oh, you're Leon Kennedy. Uh. Oh, there's monsters. And now we must team up to fight the monsters. And it's like, oh, God. Man. It's- Are it's you like- fucking kidding me? You blue balled me this entire time. And now these two characters meet and that's all I get? That is all I get. It's like a mm. YouTube fan animation of like, oh yeah, Samus versus Master Chief. Oh, but suddenly the Covenant's here and they have to team up. Exactly, because yeah. you can't have a true winner. Yep, even though it's Jill, it's <laughs> she's like, way better than him. Even Godzilla versus King Kong, you have to have them fight Mecha Godzilla. I That's thought true. that was still pretty cool though. I, cool. I fucking love those it's Godzilla. Clear movies. that Godzilla's the winner. <laughs> he is the king. Yeah, we know. But thank you for coming in. Adrian. No, thank, this was fun. thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun, and I, you know. I, we're two for two now. Now we got to think of a third episode so we can round this trilogy out. Yes. <laughs> the Adrian well, I trilogy. Think, I think we're finally going to just give in and do the 9-11 trilogy. <laughs> just <laughs> World you. Trade Center. World Trade. Flight whatever, 93. Flight 93. United 93 and extremely loud and incredibly close. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah these are, <laughs> these are three super two. Yeah, no. It is, yeah. Uh, Jesus. Uh, how do you think they felt? <laughs> well, I mean, they're dead now, so they didn't feel anything. So, yeah, uh, Kreider, where are we at? We are at Team Insomniac Films, and uh, if you're listening to this, follow The Real Idiots on YouTube, because oh, we might yes. be dropping a thing there this month oh, yeah. in October. Ooh. Keep an eye out for that one, guys. Yeah, but also follow us at Team Insomniac Films, YouTube, Instagram, and X, yeah, we, Team Insomnia. Oh, for FL. fuck's sake, you guys are still on that. Yeah, we're still on. We're still on X. I, I quit that shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like it's, it's just Elon. I can't. It is pretty I annoying know. listening to Elon tell tell me what to hear, but whatever. Maybe we got to get on Threads. Yeah. Oh God. Or uh, or Blue Sky. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What's but Blue then, Sky? That's a new one. Yeah, Blue Sky is uh, that's the Twitter that Jack Dorsey's trying to make. Oh. Anyway, but, and Sam, uh, you're. Uh, you can follow me as Big Boss Tune on Instagram. Uh, yeah, mostly Instagram. When are you guys gonna go on Truth Social? <laughs> <laughs> you can you can follow me on Instagram at Briggs underscore Metal Revolution for metal radio happenings and other cool heavy metal stuff. All right, love you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.